Do you like a, a, a Christmassy introduction for this one, Cole? A Christmas? How do the fuck? What? Just say that it's like, well, mainly just say that it's like the Christmas episode, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to like do a Santa voice or anything. <laughs> oh, no, do it. Do I don't it, even do know it, what that would do. Do a Mrs. Carr's voice. What? <laughs> uh, well, look. Um. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Absolute Shambles, the podcast <laughs> where we discuss movies. So the book club style, we pick a movie, uh, we discuss it, um, you know, it's assumed that you watch the movie kind of uh, between episodes kind of along with us, uh, and uh, then we kind of we talk about it. However, this week is a little bit special, we're doing a Christmas special, Ooh. or should I say a Christmas special. Ooh. In that we are, it's we're talking about, um, we're, we're talking oh, about Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus Christ, Christ, uh, uh, superstar. Specifically, because this is a film podcast, obviously, it's the 1973 film directed yes. by Norman Jewison, uh, based on the original uh, <laughs> musical by uh, uh, oh. Andrew Lloyd Webber. And Tim Rice. Uh, and uh, uh, Tim Rice, yes. It's a it's a little more of a... Obviously, like, it's it's kind of more about the passion, so mm. it's a bit more Easter-y, I guess, but, like, I don't know. When it gets to around Christmas, I tend to watch a lot of biblical, biblical movies yeah. anyway. And uh, I think... Even though I'm what I would call a lapsed Christian. Yeah, at uh, best. <laughs> um... At best, uh, at best, I'm lapsed. Um, <laughs> Hail uh, I am wearing, I am wearing my, uh, I am wearing my T-shirt that is like an upside down cross, and it and it says Lucifer died for us in. So that's the range we're talking about here. Mm. Um, very festive. Festive. Um, but you know, it's about Jesus. Uh, Jesus is born not on Christmas, but. To, you know, we, we say it's born on Christmas because it's, it's also, tradition. It's also just um, actually a pagan thing that was you know, stolen, but like you know, yeah, it's just round up. Yeah, it's actually about like solstice. Anyway, um, uh, anyway, this is for the Christians out there. All of that out of the way. The Christmas. Or all that. All that but yeah, but yeah, like like you know, I, I like just as, oh you know, just like, like a side thing, you know, like I, I've I've kind of gone back into. I, I wouldn't say I'm faithful or anything but like i've definitely what? been like looking at scripture recently and and finding it interesting god bless you my son um at least as, as from at least from a, like a literary point of view um mm. and uh you know yeah I've, I've been kind of digging into the biblical uh movies uh you know i, I watched um i watched the ten commandments uh just this past week class is like a big epic one. Oh, it's huge man mm. uh huge. big old two or mm. two plus hour mm. epic nice Starring, uh, I mean, I guess we're already on a sidebar on a sidebar. Oh, but, keep, keep going. Uh, I highly recommend watching Ten Commandments because it still holds up. Uh, it's really good. When's that one from? Is it's, that like 30s or 40s? It's like the, f I want to say 50s. Let me actually just check that. 40s. Hmm. 56, 
Nice. Um, and it stars Charlton Heston oh. and uh, uh, Charlton Heston plays Moses. Class. <laughs> and uh, and and you and you Brinner plays oh. the plays Pharaoh. Oh damn. Uh, Pharaoh Ramses, uh, and he has a lot of fun. Uh, it's real good. The passing of the Red uh. Sea, you have to see it to believe it because it's like, I don't know, it somehow still holds up. Like it, it just looks great. Um, I think everyone's seen that scene. Yeah, like, like that's the scene everyone's seen from Tinker Mamas. It, it happens in like the yeah, last yeah, yeah. third of the film. Uh, but there's a lot of like, really cool shit in that film. Um, you know the way they really, the way they represent like the burning bush and like uh, all that stuff is really cool. There's just a lot of good acting in the film. Burning bush. Exactly, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great film. But yeah, like I know. Yeah, around Christmas, I tend to be like, you know, I want to watch. I want to fucking watch some biblical epics, and what more epic of a story is there? Does than... that happen to you every Christmas? Yeah, it, I do get, do get the urge. I, I want to watch yeah. biblical epic, epics, and I want to watch war movies. That's funny. Most I people are sat at home watching it's fucking very, Harry Potter and shit, and the shit like Home Alone. Usually, and... biblical epics are war. Movies. I mean, yeah, obviously, I also want to watch like you know uh, <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol or whatever. Oh, but like the your... best Christmas movie because that's like it is. The Actually, best. the best Christmas movie. Hands down. I didn't know we'd all agree on that. Fucking brilliant. It makes me laugh. It makes me weep. Uh, it's it's good. Mm. And also, weirdly, very accurate to the original story. <laughs> like, there's actually loads mm. of dialogue in in Muppets Christmas Carol that's just straight lifted from the from the story. Marley and Marley. Anyway, long story short. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my mind is already just getting carried away on Muppet's thoughts now. I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> well, hey, it's another musical. Like this is this is relevant. Yeah, like we're talking relevant. about musicals, True. and actually, nice. so just to circle back around, so Jesus Christ Superstar is a musical. Oh, yeah. It's a song through <laughs> rock opera. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, and this is probably yeah. the first. This is the first musical we've covered. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, so I think it, it will kind of behoove us to talk about musicals in general and like Christmas musicals because <laughs> I think there's like I think there's a lot to talk about there, right? Yeah. Um, but let's just like back up. Let's back up a second. We're, we're already kind of getting okay. to the weeds a bit here. We're, we're already in sidebars within sidebars. Let's 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 like let's just like <laughs> yeah. Let's just like back up a second. We are all drinking, by the way. This is this is a festive episode. Hell yeah. If you drink, we encourage you to drink too. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I've been drinking for days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you, you were at a, a rock show. Boy, yeah. drink it, boy. So. Yeah, I was at a musical uh, thing last night. That's relevant. Mm. Right? Mm, yeah. There was zero Jesus talk. Um, oh, yeah. oh. And it, it was metal, which is the devil's music. So. <laughs> ooh, ooh, no, ooh. Yeah. Bad news there. Crosses self vigorously. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God. Um, oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I, lo- I love that scene in the Wickman, as well as the rest of the Wickman, of man, course. Also got songs I mean, in it. Also does well. Yeah, technically kind a musical. Of, you know, sort of, kind of. <laughs> yeah. If you I count. Mean, I guess I like this. Britt Eklund's <laughs> stunt double dancing naked against the doorway as a, as a musical, then yeah. Uh, of course, also the chase scene has like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> chase scene uh, has a, a sweet bit of fun. Fuck, we are already off to a great start with this podcast because we are nowhere near the, the, the core subject matter that we're talking about. 
<laughs> miles off. Yeah, Jesus Christ um, Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. is a film yes. from 1973. What do we think of it? I, I, so I think, Karen, you've seen it before, haven't you? Um, excuse me. I saw it um, once years ago by accident in a hotel. I, re- I remember you talking. I think I remember you talking about it. Briefly yeah, at some point. and needless to say, it wrinkled my brain. How do you see it by accident? Uh, it's just on the telly. Um, oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> huh. as, as the way people usually catch things by accident on TVs. Got to be more to that story. You know, turned turned on, it was on. You know, and I was like, "Whoa, what what a cool accident!" Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Ryan. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> right. was, now I wouldn't class that as an accident, but let's not get into it. Carry on. I didn't go go like my um I didn't plan to watch it, but I watched it. So anyway, yeah. No, so it turned course, on TV. Yeah, but I had no idea there'd be movies. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was on, <laughs> um, and yeah. So that was like, oh god, that was in, like years ago. Anyway, um, before college. Yeah. Yeah. And all I could remember was like two scenes, I think, like the temple scene, um, because of all the guns and shit, and King Herod's song, because uh, oh yeah, because yeah. that is just complete, the, it's just so, so just completely deranged, yeah. <laughs> and like if it that is der- that is a deranged scene, yeah. yeah, if that doesn't stick with you, I don't know, like there's yeah, um, so yeah, so that's all I could remember. Um, so it's, yeah, it's cool seeing it again. Because that was obviously, yeah, I'd forgotten the, the whole rest of the movie. And the fact that they really, they kind of point out the sort of artifice of it at the start, you know, with the bus arriving and everyone gets off and gets into the costume. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to I, mention that because it, yeah. it, it feels almost like a passion play thing. Yeah. Where they're like, they're, they're setting up the stage play almost at the start, right? Mm. Everyone's getting into costume. Yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't know where that fell within, like, you know, the whole fourth wall kind of thing, where they're, like, actively creating the play. Yeah. Or how does that fucking work? It's interesting, right? Mm. I suppose, it, yeah. Because they seem to be in character when they're getting on the bus and getting off. I don't know, it's just bizarre. Yeah, plus, like, way, they, have the, they have, like, the ending as well, where Jesus doesn't, you know, get on the bus. No. You know, it's like, so that's almost, like... It is kind of real, <laughs> yeah. Like that's that was an interesting <laughs> choice for sure. Um, kind of raises a lot of questions. Mm. Um, but yeah, I yeah I fucking love this movie anyway. Um, like, I, like as you know from me talking about like Moulin Rouge in the past, I I really love this kind of movie that is just you know start to finish absolute fucking jams and bangers. And like, almost has this like fever dream quality to it, <laughs> you know, where it's just like so just crazy. And like, as I was mentioned, to get you get to the King of the Jews, and you're like watching the screen, going, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but also like it feels so much of a part of the film as well. At the same time, yeah, like it tracks right. Uh, mm. I love that line in that one where he's like, he's like, like I can't remember the exact line, but it's like, if you're Jesus, like walk across my swimming pool. Yeah, you, know? it's like, <laughs> you could do it on your head. <laughs> yeah, he's he's there with like his big fucking, big massive belly and medallion, like afroed hair, 
big sunglasses. <laughs> it's like I love the way they marry like seven, like really seventies um, visuals and costumes and things with like with the with everything else. And like you know, it's fi- like it was filmed in Israel, and like a lot of the locations, I think, were actually quite close to where you know events spoken of were said to have occurred, and that kind of crack. Or like the, I think yeah, the King, King Herod scene is actually like quite close to where he was meant to have had a palace or something, and so yeah, that's a really interesting sort of combination as well. So it's really real, but really yeah, it's fake. Definitely a film that like it, oh, it really that. blurs the lines. This film between yeah. the anachronistic stuff and like the other real locations and like yeah, it's it's really interestingly done um, in that regard, definitely. Uh, yeah. Like everyone's dressed in like this weird and combination and of like it's me- you know we like slight kind of kind of accurate period accurate garb, but then also like combat boots and like like yeah. gear and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, and machine guns, and then like the walls are made out of yeah. scaffolding mm. and all that kind of thing. Like it, it brings the stage yeah. to yeah, the yeah. movie. But yeah, as you said, as you said about like. Uh, about his song as well like it, it the whole thing does track as well you know you never kind of you know you're aware obviously that like all this stuff is there and like the, there's combat boots and machine guns but at the same time your you know disbelief is kind of suspended i suppose mm. and also yeah like you are just also having a good time with this crazy musical you know so kind of anything goes really <laughs> yeah but I also found like um like I didn't think the movie would be as deep as it was and like so introspective and Jesus himself and how people especially how people reacted to him yeah yeah and like the political fucking realms and shit mm. um I think I forgot a lot of the story like um so I th- that uh, that also holds you like uh, it doesn't matter or not that it doesn't matter the whole uh, mix of centuries or vibes is really cool in it but because they're getting into such deep shit in the song and in their dialogue you it helps you spend it even further do you know what i mean like, mm. yeah just get, uh, very engrossed or i did yeah like the, the, the anachronisms and and fourth wall breaks and and all that kind of stuff well not fourth wall breaks but you know like you know messing with the fourth wall a little bit and like that mm. kind of thing and the and the artifice of it all it does kind of break it open a little bit and like kind of allow you an in into the film in a way that like say a more traditional film necessarily wouldn't um mm. you know where you'd mm. be viewing it as like oh this is a historical film or whatever it is like big and important but then this film like it kind of you know uses like con- well con- contemporary for then but like you know contemporary language um and like some like contemporary a lot of contemporary like style stuff to kind of uh, do a lot of, you know, what, what, like, uh, you know, to like, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Yeah, just to bring it closer home, right? Yeah. Cl- closer to home, right? Like, make you actually, mm. like, think about the shit that they're, they're exploring. Yeah. And yeah, I do like, like, Easier right, like, you, know, I mentioned, message, you mentioned like, the uh... introspective aspects. Like, I, I do like how fraught and, uh, complex it makes the passion, right? It doesn't go for like mm. a straightforward, you know, it like it really it doesn't go for a straightforward like oh Jesus was all cool and then he died, like it it, it like really taps yeah. into a lot of the angst and a lot of the like questioning 
that is in the gospels like that it, it's in there like this like kind of the end of his life is when jesus like starts to really worry about like whether he's been on the right path and whether uh you know, like, you know, am I the son of God? If I'm the son of God, why am I meant to die? Uh, what's all, what's all this actually about, Dad? Seriously, Dad, what's, this, what's going on? Um, <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, it, it's and it really taps into that. And like, obviously, also from like Jesus' point of view, it like really taps into the whole thing of like, you know, is it okay that like we have this demagogue that is like pulling us in this certain direction? You know, what's what's that about? Um, yeah, it's it's mm. it's a really it's a really interesting piece of work, and I, I think it's like very uh, relevant and like biblically relevant as well. Um, I, I I think it it really it really taps into the to those aspects of the of the gospels and that. Um, yeah, like I guess like if I was to give like general thoughts to, right at the top here, um, I mean those are mine, I guess. But like more 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 generally, I guess like. I don't know, like, I really dug the music. Um, <laughs> I really dug like, the music, yeah. man. The music, man, is, is fucking groovy. Um, <laughs> I dig it. People definitely said that at the time as well. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's been a while since I've like, actually, like, a watched, like, a, a properly, like, just fully sung through thing like this. Like, you know, mm. usually the musical musicals I would have seen, would, would, seen, would watch mostly would be, like, you know, a combination of, like, you have the musical numbers, but then you also have just like regular dialogue scenes or whatever, which is usually what you get on film. Yeah. So it's kind of rare that you, on a film that you'd get like a fully just sung through thing where it's just music end to end. And even like the quote unquote dialogue scenes are like sung at pitch, right? Like there's nothing, there's no like real flat dialogue in the film. Um, so it, I, I was kind of struck by that. And like initially I was a little like kind of. Ugh. It was sort of a separating factor for me from the film, like because it you know creates that layer of artifice. But then, as soon as you like key into that, I think the film just like opens up and like it's 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 fantastic. Absolutely, uh, like it, it just uh, and it's, yeah. it just goes like a train from start to finish. Like yeah, um, but I think mm. that actually comes from the fact that it was an album before it was a musical. Oh right, like um, I well, I, I think they wanted it to be an on-stage production. But um, basically, no one would stage it. Um, everyone, yeah, everyone yeah. Was just they released like, it as a concept album, didn't yeah, they? and then it went to Broadway with with Ian Gillan and like Joe Cocker's backing band. Um, Man, and Ian Gillan fucking. fucking I've goes. heard some of. I've heard, I've heard like snippets <laughs> of, the, of Ian Gillan. It's ridiculous. It's fucking class. It's fucking mental. I, I, yeah. How does his voice do? I that? don't know. Like I, I'm still like yeah. in awe of. That's that one of my favorite parts of this movie as well. Is the fact that like everyone is just giving it socks. Constantly, mm. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Jesus, man, Carl, Carl, Carl Anderson fucking <laughs> yeah. goes for it. Oh man, one. Ted Neely, fucking yeah, oh, my god. Like every time that um, every time yeah, the kind of, um, it, yeah. the main theme, so to speak, comes in, like the down down ding down down. Every time that comes in, I'm just like, oh shit, it's mm. going off. <laughs> yeah, it's fun class. But yeah, started <laughs> off as um, a concept album and then moved to theater. So I suppose that's kind of why it's just you know back to back songs. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting aspect to it. Um, yeah, and like, again, I suppose that just adds to my kind of appreciation of the kind of um, the the sort of nonstop fever dream, fever dream, crazy train, you know, feeling of it. <laughs> it just doesn't stop at any point. Yeah, it's class. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I, I think just to circle back to like the the themes of the film, like I, I, yeah, I, I enjoy like how much this film is is kind of focused on Judas's point of view, um, as like a counterpoint, um, to the classic passion story, and um, yeah, it kind of is quite introspective and it is quite questioning of 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 a lot of the stuff. Like, I think it, you know, ultimately does like fall in line with, um with the gospels but it it it, it's still interrogating them along the way um Mm. which i think any like good uh biblical adaptation should do right i think i think that's the purpose right of of any of these kind of adaptations ultimately is to is to kind of be a commentary right um on the text uh, and I think that's that's the purpose of this film service. Uh, what, what, one of the purposes, anyway, is to be like this kind of interesting, kind of like contemporary, you know, commentary on 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 the passion. Mm. Uh, and you know, the first big number is Judas thinking about Jesus' popularity and like yeah. whether that's a is it a good thing that we're doing this? You know, like how far can we go with this kind of thing? You know, Amir. So you've been studying. You've been you've been studying the. Sorry, go on here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, and well, you know, just continue on with that. Like you know, like there's the cave scene, right? Where he, he's like pointing out the hypocrisy of like, you know, Jesus is like trying to do all this change and like you know be selfless and all that kind of shit. But also he's being like, he's kind of got this cult going on where he's being like worshipped as and like you know he's got like Mary Magdalene like you know giving him like baths and shit. Uh, and like, what's that about? <laughs> uh, Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary. Well, um, I'd say that's pretty uh, accurate, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, like washing like, his feet. Like, I think, kind of thing, I think like, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that happens in 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 the Bible. I don't think I don't know whether it. It's a little bit remixed, I think, obviously, but like, uh, it, it's the remix. <laughs> remix. <laughs> Word up. Uh, Bob remix. <laughs> but um, no, you know, what happens? Like, like Christian Masters. <laughs> Um, uh, but I think all of that is in is in the text. I think it's like you can you can pull all that from it, mm. and like I think like anyone who will like say that this film is like not faithful to the Gospels is like kind of bullshitting because have you read those things? They're wild. Um, mm. I haven't, and it sounds like you have recently. I'm. I've I, been I recently like if uh, going back to them. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering. There's one part in the movie it was uh, it was the Last Supper, and it put. A, I thought it put a weird twist on the whole bread and wine situation, because how the point That's... starts is by him like accusing them of not being faithful and being worshiping in a wrong way, kind of shit. And then he's like, "You, you think so little of me? You'd eat that bread as if it was me." Was, is that accurate? Like, hmm. it, was, um, it started off as like a negative, con- uh, like an insult to them. Yeah, I'm. Like, I'm not sure. Uh, like, I think it would depend on which gospel you're reading, because so there's four gospels and they all retell the same story, but uh, from different angles. Um, it's sort of the Bible, The New Testament is basically like Rashomon, um, <laughs> because you have like these four. But writers. there's even there's there's more than them as well. Yeah, because you have the four writers. And then also you got all the apocryphal shit. Like there is definitely like apocryphal gospel stuff as well that people have unearthed over the years. And like 
So they all like retail like different, slightly mm. different versions of things. I'm not too sure. Like I'm still actually in the early stages of of Mark because I'm following along with a podcast that's quite good. Um, As you do, uh, where they're kind of like studying it from like a literary point of view and like talking about the devices that are being used in, in the writing and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty. Mm. It's a pretty interesting approach to the Bible story because like. Do you remember how how you how you were taught the Bible in like national school or, or some shit? You know, like, and you're taught it in this like very abstracted like storybook kind of way, right? Um, yeah, and they kind of just like they do kind of the the you know the the big hits, so to speak, as well. Yeah. Do you know? um, actually, reading... well, I learned it like going to mass and at home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you you'd get like the bits. So you get you get the highlights. You get like the storybook. Mm. Like you know, the, you get the parables from it, right? And all that shit, right? Um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But like actually, re- actually, like reading them and like looking at them from a literary point of view, like it's super interesting. Um, there's a lot more like weird snake magic and like exorcisms and shit. Um, <laughs> Class. <laughs> uh, like the the Bible is, I think, is always that that like in any religious text, really. I think, but like the Bible, I think the Bible especially because it comes from a very strange mix of traditions, um, is like really weird when you actually read it. Um, like mm. if you read like part, part of the Old Testament, like fucking Maccabees is like Game of Thrones level, like murdering and beheadings and shit everywhere. And then in the mm. New Testament, with all the Gospels and stuff, like. This is like there's 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 just lots lots of stuff to do with like Jesus like um you know uh, uh laying low unclean spirits and like pulling unclean spirits out of people and like all that kind mm. of shit and like yeah it's like super interesting but like there is that thing that I think keys into the what what something that this film is is talking about in the Gospels at least in Mark anyway that I'm going through at the moment alongside the podcast where um. There is this kind of question of publicity, of PR, right? There's this kind of whole thing of like, well, Jesus is doing his ministry, uh, which traditionally is like three years long, uh, you know, according to the Gospels or whatever. But uh, as soon as he begins, he is under scrutiny because he's doing all these miracles and shit. And of course, when you're doing, when you're like fucking healing lepers and like, you know, healing someone's like you know, uh, uh, from being paralyzed and or being blind or whatever, you're gonna get like a lot of like attention on yourself. Mm. And there's this weird thing early on in Mark, at least, where like Jesus is like he's doing all this stuff, but he's like trying to keep things secret. Like he's like, please do not spread news of this. But then people spread news of it because they're people. Uh, and eventually, like it, it come, it, like you know, begins to come to a head, and the Pharisees are like, and the sad, and, and there are and miracles, <laughs> yeah, and there are miracles, and like, so eventually, you know, the Pharisees quite catch on to it and start trying to like catch him, uh, you know, doing miracles on the Sabbath and shit like that, because um, you're not meant to do oh. that or something. I don't know. Naughty, naughty. Uh, there's a lot of like talk about the Sabbath actually, uh, especially in Mark. It's like a there's, weird like, Robin Hood Sabbath. Um, Sabbath. <laughs> um, uh, this always makes me think of a uh, Big Lebowski. Mm. Do you think it reads more like a fairy tale? I think in some cases, yeah. Cause, like it's hard to really unpick it from that, right? Because it's a very archetypal story, 
Uh, it's been retold mm. so much. I think most people who grew up in the Christian context know some of it. Uh, even if you just, you know, learn it from images or like, you know, from those stations of the cross or whatever, mm. which I'm very familiar with as having grown up Catholic. I think we all are. Uh, oh God. Yeah. And like, so you, you kind of pick it up, right. You, um, and, and it's in the air. I th so I think it's, it's kind of hard to avoid in the way that a lot of fairy tales are. Um, hmm. it has that quality to it. And yeah, it is trying to like tell this like moral story. Right. But I think like what this film does is that it really accesses the com complex nature of, of the passion story specifically, because it is a really weird, complex little event uh, at the end of mm. the you know narrative of Jesus's life that really com complicates Jesus and it complicates all of that and sort of it asks some big questions of the reader and of someone who is faithful kind of thing. Hmm. It, it it really kind of takes things to task and tries to like cut to the quick of a lot of things in terms of like how Christianity works. Like a lot, you know, I, you know, all the like Christian iconography comes from the passion, you know, the cross. Um, you know, the obviously I mentioned the stations of the cross; they're, they're huge in Catholicism. And uh, you know, you go into any church, any Catholic church, and you see the stations like up on the walls. You know, um, everything's about death mm -hmm. and about 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 yeah. this about this death specifically oh, yeah. and a violent death uh yeah and sacrifice and like um sacrifice uh this idea of a necessary sacrifice kind of thing and martyrdom um it's very mm. powerful stuff it's very very uh very rich stuff mm. yeah this bible sounds pretty cool <laughs> and it's very political as well obviously because of the whole like uh it's a very political story because it's it's kind of about it's about power you know it's about like who holds power and who holds sway over the minds of, of, of the masses yeah. and over people. Yeah. I had forgotten, I'd forgotten the whole power struggle within that story and why it came to a head. It was, um, Oh yeah. 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 It's fucking a lot deeper than I thought. <laughs> Ryan says of the uh, quote, Ryan speaking about the yeah. Bible, a lot deeper than I thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but seriously, yeah, like no, I, I I agree with you. Like I think like you forget like when you see when you because you know, like when you learn this stuff in school, like it's very they teach it in very a very basic kind of way, right? Mm. Um, and I think it's hard to grasp the more like complex. Mm. And like this is me speaking as someone who is not at all really, you know, a faithful Christian. I'm lapsed as, I think at best. I, I'm lapsed at best, as I as, as I like to say. <laughs> Uh, uh, and so yeah, for, for all the Crizos out there, sorry. Yeah, but, but uh, I find these yeah. questions of faith like so interesting. <laughs> like, like I, I love films about, um, about about faith and about Christ and about about mm. these kind of questions. Oh yeah, because it's a fascinating concept. Yeah, like I loved yeah. Silence. Silence is mm. like an amazing, like the the modern Scorsese mm. film. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, um, it's like. It's so complex, and, it, and it, like again, it, it sort of is sort of a refracted retelling of the passion story in a way, but in a way where it's like it casts where like the main character believes that he's close to Jesus, you know, that he's re embodying Christ almost, and it's about like that mm. uh, sense of like uh, the you know, the ego involved in that and the 
mm. um, and the position he takes within within his like religious community and stuff. Um, super interesting stuff. I just like, oh, oh, I feel like I've been talking for a long time. Um, let's like circle back. I don't think uh, I don't think you can hear, but there's a load of rugby boys walking past my house. Oh, mm-hmm. There's, I just a, there's, that there, yeah, yeah there's, there's a match on in Limerick tonight. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of faith, in uh... mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like that's the thing. Um, yeah, like you know, just the concept of faith is yeah, a very kind of deep, rich subject for kind of like scrutiny and um investigation i suppose yeah because yeah it's yeah it's yes yeah, it's, it's a huge subject obviously um yeah yeah and like not like not to get like too personal here but like you know for a long time i was you know super atheistic and like very cynical um hmm. and i think like that's i think it's, it's it's i i have like a really complex relationship with religion uh you know i was i was raised you know, I, 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 like at least when you know when i was living in england i was ra- we, we were raised very secular when we were here and like there wasn't really that much religion yeah. in the house uh, but then as soon as we came to ireland like you know we were baptized catholic so like we were kind of brought into that whole system and like <laughs> You know, did did the all just the, just all to not the, piss off the, the Irish teachers? I think. <laughs> well, no, because uh, like, we were we were already baptized Catholic, like in England, like so we were technically like in that whole oh, thing already. Okay, okay. And mm. so when we came to Ireland, like because it, it com- become a bigger thing, obviously, because Ireland is super Catholic, <laughs> ultra Catholic, uber Catholic, yeah, uh, das uber Catholic. And so, so we're, we also weren't like you know forced to go to mass or any of that shit no <laughs> yeah parents, like, I like got, I, I, never yeah. gone and, oh, yeah. you know like we, we yeah. did like i think we just we did we did like the um you know the confirmations and all that crack but i think yeah. partially just to kind of communion all that buzz what's the buzz yeah. and just to kind of yeah. i don't know, think because otherwise you know the teachers yeah, the teachers just could be like why aren't you doing the community lads <laughs> you know like, yeah it was kind of a fitting yeah. in thing right? yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that was part of it yeah uh we we had we had one girl in our class who was atheist she grew up atheist but she started to do like she didn't make her communion or do her confirmation you know the workbooks you do for them oh she started yeah to do them with us and looking back at it it's kind of like fucked it's up. really yeah, weird yeah, man yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because there is, well, there's, there's meant to be, Jesus. Oh, there is technically meant to be a separation of church and state, or, uh, mm. ostensibly. Uh, we were meant, to, uh, we were meant to be a secular school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But to a religion teacher, that just means, I guess, don't say prayers at the start of class necessarily. <laughs> but that still happened to no, us. It's like secondary school and stuff as well. Man, Our religion teacher, my religion teacher, anyway. School. Yeah, she said prayers at the start of every class. Man, I I remember our religion you probably had the same teacher probably in secondary school karen in in, in, the, in the school that i remind she, you karen it was called maria Immaculata. like <laughs> yeah i had i forget her name but she was like a very street-backed fucking calvinist religion yeah. teacher 
I think there was like rumors that. I seem to remember that there was always rumors that she was like a former nun or something. Oh, uh, she definitely was. She definitely was. Or at least like went to a you know, one of the schools where you're taught <laughs> by nuns or something. Stayed of it like. <laughs> but that that was wild. Like I remember that class. Like that was like a super conservative uh, class where like we were, you know, we we were like pumped with like you know, fucking anti-abortion propaganda and shit. Like that was some Jesus. wild stuff. Uh, back on it. Eat the body. <laughs> oh, no, I was actually listening. Well, I, I was lucky. Yeah, go around that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was lucky. My um, religion teacher in secondary school was my hippie art teacher. So oh, right. Yeah, yeah. We barely touched Catholicism because she was like, "He's already know that." <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so it's more of a general, like, kind of world yeah. religion study sort, sort of deal with it. Yeah, that, uh, learned about, like, Hinduism and Buddhism for the first time. See, that's the good shit. Um, like the philosophy behind yeah. it. And... Like, I was glad, yeah. like, like way back in, in England, like, in in uh, in um, St. Matthew's Bloxham in rugby, mm. I remember we had a, 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 a class. That we, it was basically, like, a religion class, but... It was taught by this really sweet um, Hindu lady, and so we just oh. learn about we just learn about like cool Hindu parables and stuff. Like it was just like really like, like the, the classic Jason. like um, all those like, classic stories and stuff. Like it was, it was, and so I think I think I'm, I'm very glad of that because it definitely gave me an early on like viewpoint into another side of of, of all this. Yeah, awareness. So of I wouldn't lots of different... I wouldn't have gotten if we. would Say move to Ireland, <laughs> which is yeah. real, you know a bit fraught to say, but you know, but yeah, like you you know you grow up within within that context, and I think you like even even though like we were late to the game, I, I I definitely was still like deeply affected by the Catholic context of of things, and so yeah, definitely find questions about 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 faith interesting, and like yeah, like so so mm. I was atheistic for a long time, and only recently have like started to open up a bit and. Have a bit more of an open mind about things, um, and uh, because you know a- atheism, like as much as it claims to be, uh, you know, oh, it's so open minded, you know, it's like, but like, you know, it's it's ultimately another kind of faith, except it's faith in yeah. faith. It's very strange yeah, yeah. Uh, when you get to the extremes of it, at least. It's kind of like it's kind of like short in the market. You're kind of betting against other religions and. <laughs> Kind of yeah. in that and like I wouldn't journey. say yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I believe necessarily, <laughs> but I would say that I uh, I'm at least open to the idea of it. You know, um, I didn't even know whether I'd even call myself so you're like agnostic. I guess sort of. I guess I don't, I don't even know what to put even put a label on it. Um, uh, uh, but um, yeah, exploring. I'm again exploring. I think I'm in the same ballpark as you. Yeah, I think I am too. To be honest, like I remember. Like distinct. I think that ha- that that must happen with like just teenagers, and you're just like fuck. You kind of start to learn that what you grew up on might not be true, so you just completely go against it. Yeah. With that teenage angst, and just go like, "Nah, God's not real. These are all fucking idiots. I know better." I I think I had and that. Now we're getting slightly older boys, and we're like, hmm, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I, I I had that I had that kind of stuff before my teenage angst ran. I remember it distinctly. Oh, like, right. Uh, I have memories of walking to primary school. Walking to primary school in the country. In the country. 
I walked two full miles both ways in snow. Aye, I walked ten miles to and from school with only oh, coal in your pocket for lunch. And um, no I, I, and I distinctly remember having no like just yeah, very very deep kind of philosophical thought kind of processes and like thinking about thinking about death and stuff at the age of like probably like would, 10 would, i guess yeah. and like you know kind of constructing general sort of you know life beliefs of the time just like you know like very very like really kind of uh what's the word cynical <laughs> really cynical shit yeah like just kind of about life being entirely right. pointless and just like everything you do is just distraction from death you know and i was like 10 <laughs> Walking to school, the guy. Yeah, did this... anyone you know die, or did this just come upon you? Um, I don't think so. Like, well, I think well, we lost um a grandparent or two, I think fairly early on. But I think that was even before that, in England, possibly. Um, I mean, maybe. Did your dog die or the cat die? I don't think so. That seems like a a big thing to just be like, yeah. Oh, that's just happening in a ten year old's brain. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? No, well, I think I probably maybe I got like my Edgar Allan Poe book around that time. <laughs> that could have something. To, that could have something to do with it. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's around it. reading <laughs> Poe and Lovecraft. Go, life you should, is. You should have life. led with that. You should have fucking led with that. I know. Christ. That could have been after though. Come to think of it. Was no, it was, yeah, no, it was, yeah, that was later. Oh, I, remember, I remember when we, because we started reading, like, Lovecraft and, and, like, Bo and that all kind of around the same kind of time. Yeah, and that was like when we were in, like, late, 12 I want to say late national school, I would say. That yeah, point. yeah. Early secondary. What was your man, dad, just saw you, like, depressed and detached and was like, oh, Edgar Allan Poe, that'll cheer him up. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, lad. <laughs> Get into that. Read the, read the pit of the pendulum. <laughs> Looks like you need this. Yeah. That'll <laughs> chip you right up, but yeah, so I yeah, so I kind of did a lot, <laughs> did a lot of stuff quite early on, and yeah, since, uh, since then I think it's been kind of similar to you, Callum, like kind of starting off like that and then going ah maybe I'm like you know I'd call it I'd call myself agnostic and stuff, and like I remember actually in religion class I remember it was gas I was kind of half joking at the time I think when I did this, but then whenever I think back on it I'm like. Yeah, I'm kind of into that. I think this was like early secondary school. Mm. And our religion teacher got us to, she wanted us to write down what God looked like. Um, and so everyone you know, was doing, you know, white, old, old white man with beard. Yeah. Um, and I wrote down that he was like mm. um, a, a miasma of like color and like formless kind of vapor and stuff oh you were really love cross uh, that point yeah for sure yeah so I was like, oh, joking Jesus but then i was like you know uh, you know i'm kind of into that i'm kind of into that because yeah because because that's the thing as well like if like because i think if, if i was thinking about like, the concept of god i i feel like it's kind of it, it comes less from a sort of singular figure as much as like just the idea of kind of strong faith in you know, that, that kind of concept, you know, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, so, and so kind of whatever thing you kind of choose to believe in could be put under the title of God because 
that's the sort of role that it fulfills. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? Were you think were you were uh, having cynical thoughts about death as a ten year old? Uh nah, not probably, really. You like, probably uh, had the crack. Oh uh, yeah, I was having the fucking crack, man. Um I had lost people and stuff, but at at that stage I had I didn't even think that God couldn't be real and that heaven wasn't a thing and that Jesus wasn't the fucking lad. Like mm. I thought all oh, this was just a given. Everyone knew it, it's fine. Yeah. Um well, it wasn't until I met my friend from home here. He went to a different primary school than me. Um, I met him in secondary school then when I was about like 12, I think. 13, and he was like... I had known, as I said earlier, I had known another atheist. But I didn't know what the fuck that meant, really. I just knew she didn't believe in God, and that was weird. Yeah. And like... What's she, what she fucking playing at? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, do you know, I, I cannot get my head then around I met, this. <laughs> No, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. And I didn't give it much thought either, I suppose. Because, again, God's real, it's a given. Yeah. But then uh, I met your boy, and he was cool. He played football, you know. Uh, got on well with him. Found out he was an atheist. And then, because... Then I started thinking about it, and... Yeah, it was, it was pretty fucking fast, pretty rapid after that. I just saw the idiocy of it all. Yeah. Until... In recent years, I've seen more of a leniency towards the it. light. Oh, it started off with the mm-hmm. rather rather than looking down on people who believe in things, but appreciating their belief. Yeah, and then that kind of led to like maybe there could be a thing. And even now, when I look at myself, I'm not sure if that's just me wanting there to be, or if I deep down I still don't really believe there is a god. I'm not sure. Aye, aye. I'm still undecided. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I used to be kind of, I used to be slight kind of jealous of people with strong faith like that, because, because they're grand, you know, Aye. you're sorted. You're like, you can just go around going, well, it's all good, <laughs> it's all good. God's there, it's fine. Whereas you know, I've got to go around, going, you know, just thinking about the void. <laughs> this, this, yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is all yeah, I've well, got. This is it. Like, I mean, shit. <laughs> And then, like you, know, some... and here I am sitting in on a Saturday fucking afternoon, doing nothing, seeing no. Sipping on my ice cold, ice cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically the thing is, like, no one fucking knows, and I think, I, I think the the key the key nah. point that I've arrived at recently is like, like I, I'm you know I'm very into like you know science and rationalism and all that shit. But oh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think that kind of stuff is like mm, I don't think that mm. stuff is incompatible with faith or religion necessarily. Mm. A lot of people like to think it is, but like I I don't think it is. I think it is like you you can have both. Um, yeah, yeah. Because because the more that we learn about the the universe, the more you know, the less solid it becomes, mm. and the less sensical. Uh, you you Space start learning about quantum, you start learning about quantum mechanics and things got start to get fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, like the elasticity <laughs> time and you know, all that shit. Yeah, like the whole idea of like and the viewing factor. Yeah, like that was that actually. Actually, I think that might have been one of the key things that like really made me think like, you know, there's some like weird shit going on in the universe. I don't think we could ever really nail down anything here uh, necessarily <laughs> to like to the no. fullest extent. We could try, and I think like, it's important to try, but. uh you know, uh, I like I, I like the idea. There's this idea. I can't remember what the concept is called, 
but it's this idea in uh, that certain faith that certain <clears throat> denominations of religion have that the idea of the like um uh, DMT? uh what's that going dmd <laughs> Uh, no, um, it, and I don't. I don't know whether I necessarily prescribe to this because I don't know whether I'm that faithful. But like, it's this idea of like um, humans are essentially like uh, God's <clears throat> way of lo- of looking at Himself um, uh, and observing uh, creation um, in a way that is separate but also intrinsic to. It. It's very. It's very ba- basically like that. Um... Uh, that uh, um, fucking what's his name? God damn, I've forgotten his name straight away. <laughs> um, the um, <laughs> uh, American comedian, you know, um, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Bill Eddie Hicks, Murphy. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Um, like that. that that's Murphy. like that's just like Bill Hicks's thing, you know, about like the universe um, experience all subjectively and all that crack. Mm. Same same thing. Yeah. I should mention and we're all drinking. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that's kind of what I was getting at, like a few minutes ago as well. Is like that sort of when I was talking about like what the notion of God to me, and that's the other thing is like you know, the universe itself. You know, you could view at that. You could call that God. You know, this sort of yeah. you know, that and kind many of many faiths do. Uh, yeah, indeed. yeah, do that. Mm. Um, and I and I'd be into that. I'd 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 I could get behind that. So I could. And like this you know, is why I like these kind of films because like they really make you think, you know. Yeah, like they, through the they medium retell of these stories <laughs> in interesting ways, and they they make you access these these bit these 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 ways of thinking that I think are just super interesting and like really access like mm. how humans operate, um, and like you know make you question like oh, you know is there a higher power like what what does it mean to, for there to be a higher power you know like am I the higher power. <laughs> uh, that's that's how uh, there are some, the, some serial well, killers. Am I, uh, am I the Ubermensch? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but I think this film does that like more than most um, because it's uh, as we spoke about earlier. Like it's so digestible due to the well contemporary for them aspects, but also just the music. The music, the lyrics, brings everything was just brought in in a very easy way. Yeah. Uh, where you where it just seeps into your brain and you can't help but think about these things. Though. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And like every number is like super semantically on point. Uh, or it's all about that. Mm. It's all about that. That's, that's those central questions of the uh, central to the passion mm. story. The passion. The passion. I mean, what, a, what I, I feel like like there's been a lot of adaptations of the passion of the, of, of the passion story, the passion of the Christ, the passion there's, of the Christ, uh, <laughs> they, well, n- namely the passion of the Christ, uh, yeah. which is Mel Gibson's uh, maybe kind of anti-Semitic uh, porn. Uh, torture porn adaptation. <laughs> that is ticking my boxes. <laughs> uh, I've seen it. Like I, I remember seeing it. I I dug parts of it. Like I really like how it presents. Mm, actually, no. I don't know whether I fully like how it presents. <laughs> I like part. I like oh, parts. I like parts of how it presents the, the devil and uh, and like Jesus's reckoning in Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I dig how it makes Satan this androgynous figure. If that feels a little mm, uh, 
problematic. Uh, but uh, I, I forget is Satan like why is that? Why is that problem? An actual character in the films, like oh. in the in in it, in Passion of the Christ, he is yes, like an actual uh, he actor. Appears. He's a appears. character, yes. Um, okay, that's interesting. Which is interesting, but which is interesting because the Bible is very. Um, uh, well, it's very agnostic on the idea of the existence of the devil. <laughs> oh. um, it's only really, it's only really like very weird fundamentalist sects nowadays riffing well, on medieval the ideas. Uh, the like the devil is a very recent invention, really. If you think about it, um, like the, was it in the Old Testament? There's no like Lucifer and all that jazz. There's no hell in the in the Old Testament. It, it, the, the, in the Old Testament, there are demons, but they. The demons in the Old Testament are just the gods of other religions that have been <clears throat> co-opted as demons, like Baal and shit like that. Um, nice one. So that means they also exist in this universe? Well, that, so there is the idea, in, at least in the Old Testament anyway, there's the idea of, like, there are gods, but I'm the one true god. Uh, you know, hmm. I'm, I, he's, oh, like, he's like the one shit. god above all others sort of thing, is the idea. Oh, oh. right, right, right. So, it's only really, I think, when you get into the, like, the oh, new te- the New Testament, when things start to get like, truly monotheistic. Although, I oh, know you have to ask like a Jewish scholar about that because I'm not like that. <laughs> I I am I am mad to talk to a Jewish person after this movie. I want to see what they think about Jesus. I'm. It's actually I'm, really I, like, think so that so that podcast I'm listening to whether, whether he's a con man, yeah, whether he's just a philosopher that made a big and. Yeah. His words carried over generations, and then miracles were attached to his like. It is super um, interesting because like there is thoughts. Or yeah, because like that 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 podcast I'm listening to, which to be clear is uh, so there's this guy Anthony Oliveira uh, who who runs a Patreon where he he has a podcast called The Devil's Party, and he's currently reading through the Gospels, and that's that's the podcast I mentioned earlier. Um, mm. One of the like part of that podcast is that he he has you know like, like people on Patreon can just like comment on his posts and like be part of the conversation he like talks about it again kind of kind of in a, almost like a book club kind of style thing and one of the readers uh who's like co- who's one of the constant commenters uh on the the posts is a jew uh you know he is jewish mm. and he's reading it from that point of view and it's very interesting like it's you know it's 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 this counterpoint to the narrative um and it's mm. it's it's very it's super interesting also you know like another interesting point of view is like the muslim point of view where Jesus, yes, clearly was a prophet, but was not the son of God. Uh, yeah. And, yeah they, and was not the final uh, they prophet. Believe in him. And that, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all, they're all Abrahamic religions. Like, it's... That amazed me. Yeah. That amazed me. When I first learned that, I was like, what? That's that's what I said, literally. I was like, yeah. oh, what? Bleeding what? Yeah. Bleeding what? <laughs> Bleeding what? <laughs> uh, Bleeding Abrahamic, is it? <laughs> I'll use. <laughs> um, actually, the but, the Quran is really interesting because it's like kind of a commentary on the Bible. <laughs> almost, it's like, hey, there's it, like, because it, it kind of assumes familiarity with, like, the Quran itself as a holy text assumes familiarity with the Old and New Testaments. Oh, um, because it was it was written down in like right. the six hundreds or the seven hundreds or something. Like AD, um, okay. So it's it, like everyone's read the Bible 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly, you've read the Bible. Like, so here's here's some shit. <laughs> or like, or like, heard it spoken to you, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, clearly you've read the Bible, but here's the real shit. Like now. a, tra- like a modern trader. Um, <laughs> you all know the Bible. <laughs> so you all get you ready. All, you all, hey, this you all the Bible. Two Bible, two furious. Two Bible, two pious. <laughs> He's doing the Gospels again. But this time it's personal. Um, <laughs> oh man! If you thought they were passionate that time, wait until you see this. Uh, Even more passionate than before. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Um, because I've forgotten about that. Crucifixion too. Crucify harder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But that's interesting about um, what you said about it kind of recognizing other gods as sort of being real. Um, that's something I'd forgotten about entirely. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very, it's, it's kind of, it's a little bit weird and it's a little bit, like it treats them as as, as demons essentially. Yeah. Um, as rivals kind of. Yeah. Uh, but they're, what... they're, they're, they're still treated as like they are not gods, but... They are powerful. They're about like, but then you also get to the questions of like angels being sort of like demigods, and then it gets a bit very strange. Um, oh Jesus, that's not not even starting the angels. Like Jesus, getting to fucking some. I yeah, don't know. No, fucking no, hell, no. That, that's some Lovecraftian shit. <laughs> that's some like that's oh, some like that's some right. like that's some like John D and his uh, like a weird apprentice like fucking yeah doing rituals and like learning the. Uh, Enochian language and shit. Uh, Learning the language of angels. Mm. Yeah, I wanted to name a song after that uh, briefly, until I looked at like until I kind of researched it more and realized that it was kind of a load of bollocks. It is a load of bollocks, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, like uh, it was like fucking, very what, much what, so. his, who was his, what was the name of John D's protest again? Like I forget oh, now, but it was just them in a room just kind of writing shit down, and like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's like actually quite similar to English, I think. <laughs> Or they were LARPing. Like they were just LARPing. They were all LARPers. Like, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold yeah. on. Did, did you actually think it was going to be real? Like, ah, no. Like I just, I just thought, I thought maybe, like, they actually... Or may, maybe they thought it was real, or, like, they had some sort of kind of interesting experience, you know, where they, yeah. they kind of came to them, so to speak. But, you know, obviously it came from them. But, like, you know, in some kind of, I don't know, fugue state. Yeah, <laughs> they imagined it. Cause... Do you know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to them just going, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. everyone's going to totally think this is real. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe they were. They could have just fucking con men or like, whatever. That, you know? that, that's that's yeah. what I think about the Bible sometimes as well. Like that, that, like when I mentioned earlier about it being a fairy tale, it's like, maybe all these things did happen. And like, you know the way people say stereotypes come from somewhere. Legends and myths. And the Old Testament yeah. with the floods and that kind of thing. Yeah, there's a, there's an origin somewhere. And maybe there was a Jesus. Mm. And maybe he didn't actually properly fucking cure blindness or whatever. Maybe he was just the first magician. He like <laughs> fucking sleight of hand, changing the glass of water into the glass of wine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then one thing leads to another and over generations and generations the story just builds up and or even like, well, like with even even, even in the even thing, in the gospels but... and actually even in this film they mention the idea that like uh you know um Israel at the time was like thick with people with like prophets and people who were claiming to be the messiah. Mm. Um it just so happened that 
Jesus maybe made the best case for himself. <laughs> um, yeah, perhaps. Or like, like had the most uh, sort of ha- happenings of him saying, like, supposedly curing someone, but them just getting cured or healing naturally kind of lined up with his miracle, and that happened a few times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was like, oh, I'm, or he was oh. just like a good doctor. At the or time. he was just a good, he was doctor, like a good yeah. doctor, for yeah his period and, it was and like, everyone Jesus, else was like it's magic working miracles like <laughs> yeah yeah he's like no lads it's, it's just medicine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's like the origin of the witch like do you know it's yeah, it yeah, might yeah. Be the same thing yeah jesus like uh yeah like like well that's the thing like making water like turning water into wine you know that's brew that's just brewing <laughs> exactly yeah. you know jesus was just making good good alcohol and you know had some had a vague understanding in medicine getting crunk exactly and riding prostitutes and just ma- made them made the most out of people being completely flabbergasted <laughs> mm. like <laughs> initially like no nah, man it's just or medicine or he's just and like a, going, a philosopher maybe nah fuck it yeah i'm a son of god lads <laughs> i could see some mm. uh, fame and fortune in my in my future with this but, but, but i thought that, that's when he kept on saying like uh in the movie they kept on saying back he kept saying at the end of it um Whenever they were going, like, you're the son of God. And he was like, could you say I am? I don't. Yeah, I was about to mention that. So, yeah, yeah, like, that there is... played with that idea. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's the, the whole thing of, like, yeah, people <coughs> around him. It's a Life of Brian thing, right? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. people around him are saying mm. he's the Messiah now because they're so faithful in him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's like, he's not, he's not the Messiah. He's a naughty boy. Um, <laughs> like, uh, it is that kind of thing, right? We Where, like, there, there's, there's oh, so many... There's so much faith in him that he that it starts to reflect back on him, and he's like starts to doubt it himself because it's like, well, hang on, wait, are people just saying this now? Yeah. Um, and then and that is kind of what his whole reckoning in, in Gethsemane is about, right? It's this whole thing of like, well, I had this weird vision when I was baptized by John the Baptist a couple of years back, where God was God like boomed down from heaven and was like, hey, you're my son, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Do some good works. <laughs> and then Jesus was like, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's only towards the end where he, like, starts to be like, wait, hang on. What's this whole thing, of, Son of God's thing about? What's uh, the buzz? Tell me what's hey, happening. Yeah. Tell me what's happening, indeed. Yeah, you mentioned Life of Brian there, like... Do you think, oh, do you know, um... Yeah. Like, go on ahead, go on ahead. Oh, no, go on, Ryan. You, you sound like a follow, follow your thought, Ryan. Follow your thought. Okay. <laughs> Do you think um uh I think George R. R. Martin plays around with the idea of baptism Ooh. where it actually originated in like partial partial drowning. Okay. There is there is the idea so, definitely. You know, uh... So yeah, so maybe when John the Baptist uh baptized him in a river, he was actually drowning him. Yeah. And that's where the that fucking hallucin hallucination came from. Yeah, yeah. Well, John the Baptist, he's like another. He's another one of those guys who was like one of those weird prophets. That's who was his just cousin, kind of, isn't it? He was like knocking about in in Israel, uh, mm. and like you know around the Jordan and all that. And he was just this weird like hippie dude who lived out in the desert and ate bugs <laughs> and got high. My man. Uh, I was like. Yeah, bro, I'll fucking baptize him. <laughs> oh, um, and like, just got like lost track of time when he had his head to the water. Like, oh, how long has it been, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Jesus is like struggling there. It's like a miracle you're still alive. Okay, like I, I saw the light. Because you need to kill me. John the Baptist. John the Baptist is a, is a cool guy. I like him a lot. Mm. Uh, he's just a just he's just so like he's just this cool hippie who lives out in the desert uh, mm. and like dunks people in the water a bit. More power to him. More power to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think in some narratives he's like related to Jesus in some way, but that's some like comic book bullshit. Yeah. That's some, no, like, that's some, like, no, comic book reincorporation, some, like, MCU bullshit that some, like, later writer is trying to fucking pull. I don't know. <laughs> Whenever I hear his name, I always, um, think of Arm. And, like, um... Oh, yeah, There's yeah. The one lyric where it's just, like, you... John the Baptist. Just, yeah, yeah, like, a slight, like, no he singing just says, for ages. He just says John the Baptist yeah. randomly. And just, like, rear, song, rear yeah. for the background, like, Aah. John the Baptist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> the I do like how out there they, they will just randomly say like stuff like that, like Melchizedek. Priest like, on the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. I you described it to me as Bible salad before. <laughs> which is like It is, it is Bible salad. It's yeah. such like a takedown, but <laughs> it's so accurate. It's like well, it's like it's like Tibetan Bible salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good tech. <laughs> or in, or in like a uh, in dog smoker where he just says Nazareth <laughs> mm. <laughs> proceeds the weekend back, um, and back towards Lebanon the priest ascending yeah um that they repeat in I think in multiple songs actually they re- they do that Lorraine. there's a lot of priest ascending going on yeah back towards Lebanon priest ascending <laughs> yeah. You, you you kind of sang that in like Jesus Christ Superstar style. <laughs> <laughs> I went into yeah, I went into lyrics in a yeah, uh, musical rock. Down, down, down. <laughs> Back to Wall Street, but not Jesus Descending. <laughs> oh man, an arm rock opera. Oh, oh hell yeah, oh, no. give it to me. Ooh. Oh no! I just I tried to make a pun out of on rock opera, and then I remembered that bit from Community where you know the recurring police officer character. Mm. There's that bit where he like he says like, "Look, look, love is not admissible evidence." And then he goes, and then he pauses like, "Wait on a second. He takes that little little like yeah. tape recorder. Like, love is not admissible evidence." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, "Sorry, I'm working a, a cop opera," and then everyone like pauses for a second. And says, a cop opera at the same time. Uh, yes. I will find myself randomly just singing Love is not a miserable evidence <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah um... <laughs> Well, that's like, that's like me like just coming across cool phrases and writing them down as potential song names <laughs> mm. You know uh, For songs that shall never be Yeah Jesus Christ Jesus Christ Interlude Yeah Let's circle back to the film I think there's a lot to talk about in this film We're already like fucking an hour into this fucking recording Yeah And there's a lot to talk about still An hour and a half even Um Almost Let's go. Let's keep going. Because <laughs> we haven't even actually talked about the technical aspects of the film. Oh, I mean, Christ. Or the actors. Oh, my God, yeah. 
Norman Jewison, director. Uh, great name. Uh, great name. Great name. Perfect name. <laughs> he's directed. He's, he's directed a lot. Of, a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, he, he directed. He directed Moonstruck. Right. He directed. He directed an adaptation to Fiddler on the Roof. He directed uh, two really great films from the from the late sixties. Uh, they're they're two of my two. I would say like they're up there as far as like some of my favorite films from the sixties. Oh. Uh, he directed In the Heat of the Night and The Thomas Crown Affair. Okay. Both. Like. Uh, absolutely rock. Uh, they're great films. I only know In the Heat of the Night as a song by Pat Benatar. But, yeah, In the Heat of the Night yeah. is uh, a film about... It stars uh, Sydney, Sydney Poitier as uh, this cop who like goes to the south, to this like racist town in the south to like, investigate a murder. Mm. And it, it's really good. Like It's a it's kind of reckoning with like racism and stuff uh, in like, the 60s. Cool. So it's like very, very like politically charged. Nice. And then the Thomas Crown Affair is basically a film where um, Steve McQueen and Faye Dunaway metaphorically have sex while playing chess. Class. Mm-hmm. Like there's a chess playing sequence, but it's the sexiest chess playing sequence you've ever seen. Nice. That's and it's kind, it's kind of a heist film, that. but it's oh yeah, yeah oh it's, yeah, it's good. It's, good. It's, it's a it's a good like it's a good like classic heist film. Thomas cool. Crown Affair. Um, I think it was remade with Pierce Brosnan recently. Yeah, I was going to say it was remade. Apparently, yeah. apparently it's actually quite a good remake, apparently, okay. according to people I've heard. But yeah. yeah, he's directed a bunch of stuff. I liked the way he directed the film. Um, yeah. yeah. It's an interestingly made film. Very much so. Very much so. And and it really does tra- translate a musical into the film sphere. Like, it doesn't just try to do, like, the staging. It doesn't feel stagey no. at all Despite at any it point. Being no, that's true. very staged at the same time. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. back to that kind of um, that that kind of good mixture and marrying of two opposites. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like um, this didn't occur to me while I was watching it, um, as you know, I didn't I didn't kind of see this, but uh, afterwards I found out that there were only like two people in the movie that had actually been in front of a camera before. Right. Like uh, really? I think it was Pilot and Herod. Everyone else were all just theater actors, or or whatever. Yeah, like Jesus, he'd never been on any movie. <laughs> Fuck off, Jesus. Ted, Ted Dealey, good old Ted. Yeah, in fairness, he he did he did a lot of just kind of brooding, yeah. <laughs> and then he went off and went ah occasionally. <laughs> yeah, Ted, Ted Dealey's first role was in Vanishing Point, but that's an uncredited role. Oh, was he in Vanishing Point? Jesus, Jesus, that's mad. Yeah. Fair play. <clears throat> I, I read some funny stuff about um, the making of the movie. There was a bit where there was, there was kind of some of those like funny serendipitous moments that happen in movies sometimes, you know, like um, he said uh, in an interview that when they were doing the, they had, they set up the crucifixion scene and um, mm. like they filmed that like near the, near the Dead Sea and it like hadn't rained for, you know, God knows how long, mm. yeah. like years or whatever. And so they were setting up the crucifixion scene, and the first run through, they got him up on the cross and like to like brought him up. And as they were like raising the cross, the sky just went black, and like it's like pouring <laughs> rain. <laughs> 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 it's like whoa, oh, dude! <laughs> and uh, yeah, fucking definitely made that up. Um, <laughs> and then it had come out of the sky, man. Um, but there's another bit where he said uh, he there was like a break in filming or like he wasn't kind of required for a scene. 
Um, so he had like 15 minutes free time kind of thing. So obviously being a guy playing Jesus, he uh, went off to uh, like a mountaintop ascended the mountain mm. and like <laughs> like like med, meditated on top with like a 360 view of israel around him and he had, had his eyes closed dressed as jesus the whole time <laughs> and he opened his opened mm. his eyes and there was a group of like local kids standing in front of him like just kind of staring at him and he like had a moment of like oh this is weird and then thought <laughs> like what would, what would jesus do and he stood up <laughs> and like like put his arms wide <laughs> and then they just like had this guy group hug <laughs> and then they just fucked up <laughs> and he's just like i am god <laughs> yeah no he didn't think that but yeah it's just gas like like he became fucking jesus for however long <laughs> and like oh it's so funny so funny he seems like a sound lad though mm. he said he said as well that um the actor, not Jesus. Jesus seems like a sound lad, too. No, Jesus, uh, no, he's the soundest. Yeah. But he's talked about, like, um, you know, because obviously, you know, as I'm sure you know, there's a lot of, uh, when the movie came out, there was loads of fucking, you know, picketing outside theatres and, you know, Classic, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Jesus people going like, oh, it's it's a thing about God. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. The Catholic League and all that show. Yeah, yeah well, Chris was. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, oh. like, well, half of them hadn't even watched it, obviously. And um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, the, that's always the situation where they, yeah. they've never not actually seen the film, but they'd like just protest it. Out, like, if they hadn't watched it, they'd be happy yeah. enough, I think. Like, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like, it's, very like, Ted, like, <laughs> it's a very faithful uh, film. Yeah, because like, like, uh, like, throughout his career, Ted, Ted Neely would... Um, like when they were doing the theater production, they'd be getting the same thing. Like people outside going, like, "What? Yeah, uh, what are you doing?" And Ted Neely would like go up to like whoever's making the most racket and go, "Here, come in for free and watch the show, and then come backstage and talk to me afterwards, and I'll listen to your points, mm-hmm. and we'll you know have a little, have a discussion." And like every single that's cool, yeah, pretty really cool. And then every single time they were like. That was actually class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair play. <laughs> well, and yeah, because like, like, yes, as we've been I saying, like, it, really, it, it really accesses <laughs> it really accesses the core themes of of the passion story, even though like it maybe doesn't, you know, it kind of remixes it and kind of like isn't quite Skips accurate to the gospels or whatever the fuck. But like it's it's faithful to the spirit of the, of the, of the thing. Um, yeah. And it, and it really accesses those thoughts and those themes in a, in a, in a very interesting way that makes you really think about it. Stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and like, like yeah. It's, it's heightened and kind of wild, but like they're not taking the piss, no. you know, and they're not no. kind of, you know, it's told quite earnestly, you know, in, in its own way. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The Herod scene is probably, is probably the most sort <laughs> yeah. of, that's just yeah, out, out there. <laughs> it's just insane. It's comes out of nowhere. It's like it's so of out of tone with the rest of the movie. Out of nowhere, man. Yeah. Because the rest of it is all like jazzy and, like, and you, rock, and then that's just like a showtime, like like fucking swinging, yeah. swinging fucking. I, re- <laughs> I, I read that they uh, they wrote that in twenty minutes. So I was just reading that going, <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> No way. I think, it, it, I think it's the most Broadway number in, in the film yeah. as well. It's definitely the most Broadway number in the film. But I love how Jesus is like, you know, like you, like you are 
you're the same as Jesus in that scene. Like whenever it comes to him and he's just like <laughs> staring at Herod, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and like yeah, mm-hmm. he's just being the audience the whole time. <laughs> he does I don't think he says anything yeah. in that scene, does he? He no, just he stands no. there, watches Herod. He just stands there, yeah. And then just he just watches Herod like he doesn't say anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they just and everyone's just singing around him. Yeah. That and then Herod and tells him to fuck off. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay, I will. I'm not into this. Like scones or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Little muffins. Get out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Gas crack. Gas crack altogether. Oh yeah, and also, um, uh, yeah, Ted Neely and Carl Anderson, the guy that played Judas. Uh, they were like good friends in real life. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, so that was kind of why they were chosen as well. Like the director, sort of, I think they screen tested together, and then right. the director basically yeah. saw their chemistry and like their, you know, obvious sort of really friendship, and he was like, "Yeah, this is just perfect." And so then, you know, because they weren't like proper actors, so to speak, they weren't like st- like they weren't. Um, they weren't screen. They weren't they screen, screen actors. actors yeah, yeah. yeah. So whenever they would have kind of doubts or whatever about the performance, he just like basically just kind of be yourselves. You know, <laughs> you know, it's already there the relationship. Yeah. Um, apart from the whole uh, betraying him thing. Mm. But yeah. Apart from the whole Judas thing. Though. Apart from the whole Judas thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think about that too much. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, there's there's a whole thing like if we talk about like reinterpretations and adaptations and stuff. There's a whole thing of like um, uh, the fact that like the whole betrayal is sealed with a kiss mm. from Judas. Uh, let me tell you, there's some yeah, what's that about? spicy fanfiction. <laughs> um, uh, of course, there is. There's some spicy Bible fanfiction about that. Oh show. man, uh, Jesus Christ! But it's an interesting Super aspect, dark. right? Like, like it is. Yeah, but I think I like the way they're presenting the film. Like it's a very big moment, mm. and they play it like that. It's a very, it's very intimate, but it's very, but it's like this core part of the betrayal. And there's that whole thing of like you know thirty pieces of silver for a kiss, you know, um, mm. and all that shit. And like very cool stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and like and and there were some powerful moments between the two of them. Um, like I remember, what there's a scene where Judas is kind of sort of calling him out, basically on what's happening, whatever. And then they have that moment you know when like the hands meet. Does every scene, yeah? <laughs> there's a scene. I think it's maybe in the cave. In the cave. Um, they have you know when like they is 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 the, the cave scene, yeah, the, yeah. Like, the hands touch and they have the kind of the eye to eye yeah. thing. Oh, I guess powerful, powerful yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's like like Judas is like recognizing like okay, yes, Jesus is maybe for real, but also dangerous. Uh, yes, it's that f- the dual feeling of like mm. yeah, he like he's both deeply faithful to to Jesus' whole thing, but is also uh, not happy with with the direction of things are going, and it kind of it really complicates that whole story of Judas in a really cool way. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't just cast him as the villain, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that and that kind of that, and that kind of earnestness did kind of blindside me a little bit. Because, you know, it starts off with heaven on their minds and you just got Judas like uh shouting at, at Jesus from like 
a kilometer away on a mountain. <laughs> you know, this guy, Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, yeah, this is this is just gonna, this is just gonna be good crack, you know. <laughs> Dang, it's grand. But yeah, no, and then it goes to those places, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's some shit going uh, on that, here. That's mm. exactly it, though. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I'm just gonna briefly step away because I need to refill my drink, but I'll be right back. Oh, good man, good man. Uh, I'm gonna briefly I'm gonna mute. Oh, lovely. Here and you make like sweet music while we're away. <laughs> Just the, the sounds of beer drinking. I was humming that. Yep. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I started off with that and then that went into a bit of Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> so fucking funky. God damn. Yeah, funkier than I expected. Oh man, they bring, was... they bring the funk. Oh, I thought it was going to be a lot more like Rocky. But no. Yeah. It was both, I suppose, yeah, but the funk was strong. The funk is well, the, the groove. Mm. And as I said before, just the sheer amount of just absolute welly <laughs> they, give, they give it. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Any opportunity to just go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it, comes, it kind of comes out of nowhere every time as well. He's like, Not they even every the opportunity. Back they, they, they just they like, ah! force the opportunity. They're like, okay, I'll do oh, it that. again. <laughs> yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christ. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's classic. Yeah, you, sh- you should listen to the uh, to the original um, album. Right. For uh, for, for comparison. Because mm. it's fucking serious. Yeah, I've, I've been meaning myself to, to go back and listen to the, the original recording. Mm. I, I actually uh, heard that see first. What, see what it's like. Yeah, you mentioned that. Before yeah, yeah. you originally watched the movie. Um, yeah, before I saw the movie, I had the, the soundtrack. Um, God knows where I got it from. It was on like you know, my iTunes, <laughs> mm. downloaded from somewhere back in the day. And so that yeah, that's I kind of yeah, I only do that, and you know, experienced it kind of I don't know, quite abstractly because I think it kind of went over my head to a, a big degree because um, you know it was, it was sort of early on in my musical education. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah listening to, to it now I'm like yeah the appreciate the appreciation is uh so much higher yeah probably because you've listened to more like uh fucking um deep purple <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like oh yeah Ian Gillen yeah 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 that's that's true as well yeah and yeah and like just anything that brings the funk you know I'm on board oh yeah yeah I will say this is probably one of the few 
one of the few like Andrew Lloyd Webber things that I can really fuck with. Like, yes, I, I don't really dig a lot of his stuff. Uh, I don't know if I've actually seen much of his stuff. I've seen Cats as shit. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking like the Phantom of the Opera. Well, Phantom of the Opera is meant to be kind of like Evita. To be honest, Phantom yeah. Opera is meant to be really good. Phantom of the Opera, uh, with the right, I think with the right, with the right cast, it mm. can be good. Mm. There's a film, there's like a, I think the film, the main film adaptation that people have seen is the one with um, uh, Gerard Butler in it, uh, and he cannot say. Oh, bless him. Bless, bless him. I like, I, I, I love Gerard Butler, but like, bless him, he can He just shout. He just shouts all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, like. Um, well, speaking of musicals in general, um, <coughs> I've actually <laughs> uh, I've gone through a, like a, I think a similar trajectory to like your your talk about Faith, Callum. In that, like I started, like I used to just you know in the old angsty teenage years, whenever like musicals you brought up, I'm like, nah, musicals are bullshit, man. Oh, I fucking yeah. hate musicals. Oh, I was exactly oh, the same. Yeah. I was, exactly, I was exactly the same. But yeah, every yeah. one that I've actually watched, I <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Every single mm-hmm. one. Um, now that is because I think weirdly, I think weirdly. Um, now, did your love of the musical, Karen? Did that begin with a very potter musical? No, because but by God, that uh... that was a pretty early one, though. That was an early love of of mine that I think really keyed me into what make musical what make musical good yeah because it's a little bit winky it's a little bit nudgy oh, and, you know, plays around the with the format in really just fun ways i re i re-watched the entire thing recently and it's I, I, i've watched one and two several times um part of musical part of sequel yeah and jesus yeah. christ masterpieces <laughs> superstar yeah harry they potter superstar <laughs> they really do like and, and it's great Man. because no one really knows about them like no. They're still kind like, of underground, despite mm, the massive. Well, not for like, kind of, yeah, like everyone a lot of says people, they're a Harry Potter fan. Barely any Harry Potter fans know about them, though. Yeah, and like it's just this little gem. <laughs> and mm. like, like yeah. our friend Kira had never heard of it, and she's like massively into Harry Potter. Tattoos so I mentioned it, and she was like, "Oh, I've never heard of it." I was like, "Oh my god, you are in for a treat." Sit, sit, sit you down uh, in front of his laptop. Uh, yeah, but no, like I, I saw, well, I saw Greece before that. Because we did that for our like. Oh well, yeah, because you did production first thing, thing. Yeah, I, 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 it's good crack. It's good crack. But yeah, I suppose the Potter, the Potter ones, are kind of yeah, the first love. And then I've got see, I'm yeah, kind of. I think it, 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 was, it, was it was somewhere between that and Blues Brothers for me. Oh, Blues Brothers, of course. Yeah. La Land's good crack. Yeah. And then. Well, actually, actually, important. Actually, the thing about Blues Brothers though is like it, it's kind of a good entry point into musicals because it kind of sneaks in the musical element because a lot of the musical bits are like performance mm. bits, uh, mm. but then it also has musical element like musical bits like 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 the the big Aretha Franklin number number and like um, mm. uh, and that kind of thing that's just pure musical. But yeah, you don't like you don't maybe initially think of it as a musical, but it is a musical. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. The whole the whole way up, right? Yeah, and then going through to like yeah, like Moulin Rouge, I've talked about a few times because uh, it's just I, oh, yeah, it's yeah. just so unhinged and fantastic. I love it. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's kind of like the classic like jukebox musical, right? Where it takes existing like modern songs from the time period, but then like does weird things with oh. them and makes them fit thematically. And... Yeah, 
does like James Ward Benton sing like a virgin things to them <laughs> oh man James Ward Benton singing like a virgin is My amazing God. that's like that that's like, that's like comparable with the King Herod song to me they're both they're, those two moments are the moments of those yeah. movies where you go this is some out there shit this so is, what am, what am yeah. I seeing <laughs> that's the fever dream moment yeah. where yeah it's just insane I need to watch that Let's see. Yeah, yeah, definitely more appreciation of musicals has, has increased uh, in the recent, recent yeah. years. Yeah, I think like the sheer kind of escapism of them as well is part of it. It's like watching yeah. a kind of you know a, a full on fancy film, whatever. Um, like in recent times, I've kind of been you know quite into that sort of vibe. Obviously, with the whole the whole pandemic, you know. Mm. And Jesus, you know, you know. So it's uh, yeah, but yeah, no musicals. There's a lot to be said from. They're actually not shit. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage self. And yeah, as you said. What like, are you, Ryan? What? 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 what yeah, what's? Go again. Oh, I was just going to mention again, like just the fact the fact that this is solid back to back music. Um. Oh yeah, end to yeah, end. Like yeah, that's yeah. not something I'd experienced before. Mm. Like I've seen ones that are like like Booze Brothers is quite music heavy, but there's still you know plenty of non music scenes. Yeah, there's a lot of dialogue scenes, a lot of sketch style scenes, and like yeah, yeah. like Moulin Rouge comes close, I'd say, to this. Um, yeah, there's like snippets of dialogue scenes, but then it's like large, like big sequences yeah. of music. Like, kind of like and even like it, right? it, like one of the most kind of fever dream aspects to it is the way that like the, they'll do a song, like the, what, what's that song? Um, oh, I forget the song. I think it's like an Elton John song or something. Like. Um, and like they do the song, but then there'll be some dialogue, and then they sing like a bit of the chorus again, and it keeps coming back. And they're like, "Wait, is the song over? Did they ever finish the song? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how long has it been going on for?" Yeah. <laughs> they keep going back to it. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah what about you, Ryan? What's your mu- relationship with musicals been like over the years? Um, over the years. <laughs> over the years. No, over the years. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> The exact same as you, like, um, just thought they were stupid without actually seeing many, bar, like, um, mm. Disney fucking princess films when I was younger, like Aladdin oh, and shit, yeah, of fucking loved Aladdin, or like fucking Lion King and that kind of shit, mm. but I never actually thought they were musicals. Yeah, that, that's probably, like, honestly, probably one of my earliest uh, ex- exposure to musicals, yeah. Mm. Um, but then... Yeah, no, I, like, fucking didn't class them as musicals when I was growing up, but I still, like, loved them. Um, and then, then I, I yeah, I saw uh, Grease, and I was like, I actually kind of like that, and I was like, okay, I only like Grease, because Grease is the only good musical, even though I'd never seen anything like yourself, Kieran. And then, yeah, the more I'd fucking, the more I saw, I was like, okay, I've liked every fucking musical I've ever fucking seen. But until recently, I always clung on to... Yeah, but I wouldn't actually like a musical that had no speaking dialogue. That was all song. And now this is the first one of those I've seen. And I like this. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I like musicals. <laughs> it's so funny how, like, our our, our relationship with musicals. I, I like on, ooh, I like musicals. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't like Le Miserable. Le, Le, Le I, 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 I hated that film, to be honest. Ah. I, I never even saw that. I mm, yeah, I, there's some problems with, with with that. Yeah, 
I think that like there's parts of it are like, and there's like parts of it that are like just like mm, really do not work. Uh, yeah, Le Miserable actually is one of those ones that is kind of overblown as well because it's one of those like theater kid musicals where like every fucking person who's into theater as dumb is yeah. into that is into the musical Les Miserables. <laughs> uh, in a kind of like in the same way as like Rent or like fucking any any other any other like classic musical where it's like kind of uncritically into it mm. and just kind of it's, it's very odd it's very odd I, I find that whole scene very strange um i don't dig that scene man mm. I, don't, I don't dig that scene man that's not my hey, bag hey cool it man <laughs> hey cool it man hey cool it man callum callum um um <laughs> yeah musical's good question mark no 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 longer uh, question mark. a lot of the time it seems Mu so musical's good full stop not exclamation i think it's more the more broad kind of thing of like i've just gotten better at appreciating different genres uh, of yeah story storytelling and uh, filmmaking yeah. um i'd be like okay yeah well all things are created equal, and this is all interesting mm, stuff. Mm, mm. No matter where it comes from, no matter what form it takes, there's good, there's bad, there's and everything in between. Indeed. Yeah. Too right. Um, well, let's talk about... Well, go ahead, Karen, actually, ran, Random... <laughs> fucking hell. Random <laughs> fact about, about Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, just yeah. this year, uh, the guy that played Judas in one of the most recent productions because Jesus Christ Superstar like for the last 50 years has almost never really been off the stage <laughs> like it's just quite, like, it's one of those like constant yeah, Broadway yeah. things right? all, all over the world as well like, well, those, those Broadway things that just keeps, keeps running yeah <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah and like it, it's timeless and all sorts of people have been involved um, like t Tim Minchin played Judas uh, one time Oh yeah, he did that whole thing, he did that whole like concert yeah. thing, didn't he? Where he he played Judas. And like yeah. um, Alice Cooper was actually meant to be, um, I think Judas as well, maybe, oh, or someone anyway. Class. Yeah, he, <laughs> and I think was it? He's like he's on. He did like he actually recorded songs, but then he wasn't in the actual theater production, uh, which is a bit of a shame. They should get but, Dion. Yeah, the guy that played okay. Judas. Dio, Dio, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ray the Tiger! Oh, but, um... <laughs> he did the high notes. I give, give it a good go. <laughs> Him and Ozzy as, Ju as Judas and Jesus. Oh, class. man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> but uh, one of... Um, shit. Um, the guy that played Judas in one of the most recent ones uh, was arrested for taking part in the storming of the... Uh, the cap the Capitol building. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm, unfortunate. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, God damn it, Judas. <laughs> he did it again. Betrayed his own country. Oh dear. Did it again. Betrayed his own people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's crazy. Like um, like fifty years of pretty much constant, constant going. And Ted Ted Dealey has like um, remained kind of fairly constant in that. I think as well. Um. I mean, he's like, yeah, like wasn't he even like a, he wasn't even like some kind of twentieth anniversary staging? I think, of it or I think so. Like yeah, um, and obviously, like you know, after the film came out, 
you know, Michelle, like that cast. Because I, I know there's like lot. multiple recordings. There's, there's, there, are, there, are, there are like multiple recordings of, of him. Oh, yeah. And, I, I, yeah, it's the same with like the, the soundtrack album as well. Like, um, like if you go onto, onto Spotify, there's like, you know, God knows how many different versions, recordings, remastered, you know, this anniversary, that anniversary. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber is making some serious dough. <laughs> <laughs> and Ted Neely played played one of the the trackers in Django Unchained. Oh, way to fuck. Yeah, in one of the, one of the one of the dog handlers handlers basically wow. in Django Unchained. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't think he's the guy who yells Marsha, but he's like one of those hmm. guys in that scene. He's the guy that goes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Django, send the dogs after him. Stop it, Ted. <laughs> it's like the blooper reel. He's like bursting in song every five seconds. And Tarantino's like Ted, for yeah, fuck's yeah. sake, man. <laughs> okay, I'm candy. <laughs> um. Yeah, he, he, he's like that's a random thing. I don't know what. Like, he just turns up as like one of those dudes um, in nice. Django Unchained, apparently, according according to IMDb and according to pictures that I've seen. That's good um, enough for me, Colm. Yeah, very strange. That's good enough for me. This film, the cinematography <laughs> was done by none other than Douglas Slocum. Oh yeah, the man himself. Yeah, who's shot every film ever. What's he done? Yeah, that was a shocker. Probably, probably, yeah, probably what we what we would what we would be familiar with his work from that's a sentence. <laughs> the work, the work of his that we would be most familiar with. Callum has been drinking. <laughs> I have been. I am on my third, fourth vodka tonic. Um, He's in deep, uh, and and also a beer or two deep. Um, the work of his that we that we would that our generation would mostly be familiar with would be would be the <laughs> Jesus, I'm still constructing it really was. Our generation would mostly be familiar with Doug Slocum from the NAA Jones films. Right. Like, you know Raised the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom and Lost Crusade. Okay. He shot those films. Damn. And they're really they're really sexually shot films on all sides. They are. Um But like Doug, Doug Slocum, like he shot the original Italian, he shot the original Italian oh, job. What? Damn. He shot, uh, he shot the line in winter. Mm. Yeah, he just like he's one of these guys who's like he's 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 been working since the like the forties. Fuck. Like he he was mostly a black and white cinematographer, <clears throat> and I think you see that in his color cinematography later on in his life. Like if you, there's this really cool experiment that, um, or like you know. Like explanatory thing that um, Steven Soderbergh did, where he, I think you can still find it on um, on Vimeo. Hmm. He put he edited, he like took all the soundtrack out of Raiders Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. Steven Soderbergh, he took all the soundtrack out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, replaced it with random music cues, <laughs> mostly from like I think mostly like Trent Reznor stuff and like that kind of thing. Okay, and put it into black and white so it's this black and white silent Whoa. film version of Rose of the Lost Ark right. with like modern music no dialogue nothing and it, pl- and, it and it's it's no uh, and it's still you can still understand it and it's still like amazing well uh, and and the shots are great because like even though it's shot in colour you can tell that Doug Slocum was was still using a lot of techniques that he would use for black and mm. white photography 
and so the thing looks amazing in black and white. Class. Um, like Ra- Raiders looks great in black and white. <clears throat> like uh, there's there's just some like great stuff, and like he's just he's just one of those like like Douglas Slocum. Like he's he's just one of those like classic old old school cinematographers who just like gets the job done and just puts it makes every shot count and makes every shot look great. Uh, yeah. I think that holds true for Jesus Christ Superstar. Like, I Absolutely. think Jesus Christ Superstar is a really incredibly short film. It really is, man. Yeah. And that's another thing that surprised me um, was, yeah, just how, how, again, just how good it was, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> Basically. Um, I, I kind of, yeah, I, I, didn't, I really didn't think it was going to be cinematographically that that good. You know, I also didn't know that he did yeah. it going in. That probably would have, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. in a different way but yeah like all, all the crowd scenes and like every, anytime they do like a camera move that is like very not a musical thing like they're very not a stage thing where they like pull in on you know, they push in on jesus or like they, they you know, push in on on uh oh, there's, some, on there's, some, there's some tasty crash zooms oh yeah oh yeah oh um, yes and there's just like great framing like oh my god and lots of distance as well Lots of big oh yeah, shots. Like they really they really use the space that they have. Yeah, uh, in the, out in the desert, and that was fantastic as well. Like the, the fact that they shot it, they're all on location in Israel as well. Yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah what were the, in, like, what the, were the ruins? Yeah, like, they're, they're using like like Roman ruins and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, I know at least for the, I know at least for the, the 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 big pilot scene at least they're using a big Roman amphitheater. Yeah, ruin. And that's out there in Jordan somewhere. Nice. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was all shot around there, um, like near the Dead Sea, as I said. And, um, yeah, and I, I think they spent a long time on location before they even started shooting as well, like just kind of basically to acclimatize more than anything. <laughs> um, well, I'd say there'd be some rehearsal period. Sure. Reho- yeah, all that as well, um, and also like kind of naturally tanning. That's, that was something Ted Neely said. <laughs> just get, oh, yeah. getting their tans on point. Um, uh, yeah, because because uh, you really see the heat in the film as well. Oh, it's yeah. a sweltering film. <laughs> but yeah, I love that as well. Like all the location work. Oh, um, yeah, again, just kind of gave it gave that sort of uh, the re- the the realness mm. to go along yeah, with the yeah, yeah. yeah to go along with the the sheer insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those reps like like Herod looks so bad. sweaty. <laughs> Jonah <laughs> Oh, the lashing scene is great as well. Huh? Oh my god! I love that. the way it goes into slow motion. Mm. Yeah, one, <laughs> do, 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 two. <laughs> I love that. Every time that that has come on when I've listened to the soundtrack, it just fucking gets me going. <laughs> I think that is like I think that is one of the other numbers that really stuck with oh, me. Was the was the was the lashing thing? Yeah. Because it's got that riff again, Calm. It's got that riff. Mm-hmm. They bring in the mm-hmm. funk. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, lo- I love it when they said, like, uh, they mentioned him being, like, flogged to within, like, an inch of his life when he's, like, completely scratchless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed in that. Both. I think it was my only just slightly, yeah, slightly. There's like, they... well, if you want, if you want that, watch, watch Passion <laughs> I for know why, like... yeah. <laughs> and and see fucking the horrifying, gory scene where they did the whipping scene in that film. Oh I my god! Uh, I think they maybe overdo it in Passion. Uh, Mel Gibson, uh, 
the mad anti-Semitic madman himself. <laughs> I think he kind of does overdo the whipping scene a little bit, but it's very effective. <clears throat> it is definitely effective. There's no denying that. Yeah. So gory, though. Like, so insanely gory, yeah. um, that film. Choices. But I think the effect, the, I think the effect of it is still present in this film. Like even though it's not necessarily visually yeah. displaying it, like I think like because they the do music. through the music yeah. and through the, the music, expressions man. of everyone, I think you get it. You know. Yeah, yeah, because that's like that's uh, again that's like that's how the film operates. You know, it's, it's doing it through the music, yeah, like, and they stick to that. Yeah, and then, like there's that shot where like even Herod is like kind of looking kind of Ooh, disgusted yeah. but also pleased at the same time, mm. and like yeah, <laughs> yeah. In a slightly weird sexual way, um, <laughs> like he bites his lip, like it's very strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I loved Herod. He's gas, gas bit of casting there. Yeah, and like just everything yeah. about him, everything about him. Yeah, because yeah. well, like that? the whole point of like the character of Herod is like, <laughs> is that like. <laughs> The whole, the, the whole point of the, the, the whole point of, of Herod is that he's just a patsy for the Romans. Right? Mm. He's just a rich, he's just a rich bitch <laughs> uh, who is just hanging around his pool all yeah. day. I think that's kind of how he's presented in, in the Gospels. Like, like, like his predecessor. Like, there are obviously other Herods in the Bible mm. um, that are far more like effective, quote unquote, uh, and ruthless. But then him. As like he he's like that Herod is like is like yeah he's just like uh, a puppet essentially um, yeah just just playboy mm. yeah all the status none of the power yeah exactly yeah ah oh, I still love that that line where he's like asking Jesus to walk across <laughs> his swimming pool yeah it's just it's just so good it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. And I love that later bit where like he he returns like that he returns to pilot that like, second pilot scene is pilot <laughs> like well clearly clearly Herod was bored of you I guess <laughs> like didn't find you impressive and he's now you're back here kind of yeah thing. yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah he's 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 almost disappointed because he's like oh I thought I'd gotten rid of this dude um, I thought your man pilot but, was like the best fucking actor of the laugh. Like, I think he had the most range yeah. as well. He, he's really good. Yeah. He's really good. Like the 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 bit where he's he's washing his hands mm. of it of the situation. Mm. That's one of the best representations of that that sequence <laughs> that I've seen in a, in a long time. Because it's so dramatic and it's he's, he acts it to the fucking nth, yeah. nth degree. Mm. Um, but again, like speak, speaking so of like the kind of the juxtaposition between the the sort of the reality and like you know. Thing compared with the very heightened artifice, like you have that happening, but then you also have that sort of like classic um, sort of mu- musical thing that I just find hilarious whenever I encounter it of just people singing what they're doing, and it only all, it just about yeah. works because they manage mm. to kind of shoehorn it into the rhythm of the song. He's like, and now I wash my hands of your murder or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... But they do that cool thing where he, like, he plunges his hands into the water and the water becomes but it's also like Even though his hands weren't covered in... Well, they were they had a bit of blood on them, but like the water just but absolutely... But right. was like connotations uh, and that kind of thing. Like... So that's the thing, yeah. Like, it's actually really cool at the same time, mm. as well as being kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> And that's yeah, the whole movie kind of. And then that's all followed up by the Judas coming down off on the crane sequence. Ah, oh, that was uh, fantastic. Yeah. To like, oh my god. Yeah, oh, what an ending. Such a good number. 
with all the backup dancers and Juju yeah. does his backup dancers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking show. What a fucking show. Fantastic. Hmm. Really? And that's the thing, is like it's a good show. That's the thing. It's almost like the thesis point of the film is the idea of <clears throat> Yeah, Jesus Christ as a as this like celebrity as figure, as this like, you know it is a sh- it is a show, it is a it is a story, mm. it is a parable, it is a you know moral tale, um, and it's kind of getting at that from a, almost a meta point of view, uh, but then also just also just yeah, just treating it very sincerely at the same time. It's yeah. not winking and nudging. No, 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 not know. at all. Um, no. uh, yeah, like I, like I've been so surprised, like both co- both going to watching the movie and talking about it. I really thought going in, like I suggested it kind of as a joke, yeah. pretty much. Like, yeah, I thought it was going to um, be a joke. I also, actually, um, so, so, side note, I also love that, like, when we think about choosing a Christmas film, our three choices just said so much about us. Yeah. <laughs> like, Calvin just did Batman Returns, you suggested Tangerine. Yeah. About, like, the, what was a prostitute trying to find. Like someone that yeah. fucked her over on yeah. Christmas which, Eve. So, which, by the way, I think we could watch class. at some point it again class. anyway because it's a good, it's yeah. a good film. Uh, and then I suggested yeah. Female Trouble by John Waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah, does that's actually. That's, yeah. that's us. <laughs> Those are our film tastes. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, yeah and then I just, um, I think, Callum, you just said like in one of your messages, you just put the word Jesus in there, and I thought, oh, Jesus, uh, he's, he, yeah, Christ, Christmas, yeah, and I just kind of threw it in like as a joke, pretty yeah. much. I think I, I think I might have mentioned I think I might I think I might have mentioned my like biblical epic predilection that I have around yeah, Christmas yeah. time briefly uh, and then yeah but yeah I just kind of maybe I mentioned that afterwards I don't yeah know. so I just kind of suggested this laugh and thought oh yeah like don't remember much of it but I'm pretty sure it was just kind of a bit daft basically <laughs> and just like a bit of a laugh that kind of thing which it is obviously but I yeah really did not expect it to take these turns into like actual yeah depth. Like, it, like <laughs> yeah well like it, it, the thing about the film was like it's both the most like campy 70s thing you could ever see mm. but also which is great it is mm-hmm. extreme but yeah which is great I, I love that shit but which is also but like you know people could see that as a as a bad point yeah you know? um but also it is very very faithful to the to the spirit of the text and does some really interesting stuff with the viewpoint that it takes, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's very kind of like, um, <laughs> it, it does uh, some nice super issue stuff, bro. Uh, um, so sorry, I was, I was like, uh, I want, um, <laughs> but no, yeah, like it, like it is just, it's like, it's really fucking good. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really intelligently made film yeah. and musical, uh, uh, like it, it, the, in the in the in the themes that it accesses and the, and the things that it's talking about, the questions that it's asking of the of the viewer, mm. yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah, good shit. And good that was shit. another surprise because like you know, coming into it, one of the main things like connected with it was just Andrew Lloyd Webber's name. Um, <clears throat> and yep. as I said, I haven't actually seen a, maybe any of the things by him. Maybe one one or two, but like you know. You say his name, and I think of cats. You know, I think of like just this ridiculous shit, <laughs> and go like, 
yeah. um, you know, assume that we're going to be kind of in for the same sort of ride. Um, obviously, this is like a, you know, it's a collaboration between him and Tim Rice. And I think Tim Rice was was more responsible for the writing. Um, and Julie Weber kind of took care of the orchestration side of things. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. Surprisingly, surprisingly deep and good and well-rounded. So yeah. I think the, the the musical aspect of it is like core to it. Like I don't think you could. Oh god, yeah. I don't think the the film would be the same if it wasn't. No, yeah, uh, without that, you'd be musical. kind of going into like Life of Brian kind of territory, <laughs> but like not as good. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Any any other kind of aspects of it you want to talk about? I feel like we've covered a lot of ground Man, here. Man, I've. I have one last question. Because all my notes are okay. dry. Yeah. Do you believe? <laughs> in the fucking Bible, does Judas kill himself? In the fucking Bible? In the fucking Bible. Does Judas kill himself? He does, yeah. Uh, I think that's I think that is, that is canonical. Like, yeah, Judas does oh, hang nice. himself, hmm. which is viewed in various different ways by various different, you know, readings and, and sects of Christianity and that kind of thing. Because there's the whole thing of like, well, he, if he kills himself, he's kind of committing a sin. Uh, yep. But also it demonstrates that he's like aware that he's guilty. It's, there's a lot of like, like Judas is very complicated. Mm. <laughs> Understatement of the, of the <laughs> century, Judas is a very complicated character in the Bible. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, the Bible is pretty deep. Yeah. Is probably rivals that. Hmm. <laughs> Bible's actually pretty cool, pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's actually this whole thing's kind of interesting. This this whole area, it's on, dude. Shocker. Yeah, I don't know. But like, here's a, here's the thing though. Here's a, here's a, actually one of the points I want to get to is like the Bible is a lot more interesting than a lot of like Christian folks would have you believe. Mm. Like, because like yeah. a lot of a lot of the the regular way you learn about it is Vanilla. in these very like basic yeah vanilla like storybook kind of ways where it you know it kind of glosses over a lot of the really interesting aspects of of the of the text um the really interrogatory like complex bits of 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 the text and like kind of the contradictory aspects of it which aren't necessarily are a feature rather than a bug i think of the bible yeah contradictory aspects of the bible are like interesting um and kind of speak to the way that it was put together and the way that like religions work in general, um, as these kind of ongoing projects, almost rather than fixed texts uh, mm. or anything like that, I could talk for a long time about uh, religion <laughs> and faith, and everything. <laughs> and we, and we, uh, as probably demonstrated by th- this, this podcast. <laughs> oh, but you have. <laughs> this is probably one of the long. This is one of the longer recordings we've done, uh, but. Um, yeah, uh, I do find it interesting that this film ends ends at the crucifixion and doesn't get into the resurrection or anything like that. Yes, like it ends at the ostensible low point. Mm, um, that is true. Yeah, that's true. Um, it doesn't complete the passion, which is well. Actually, hang on, is, is the passion story just up to the crucifixion, or is it included? Hey, the you're, you're the expert. I girl. never remember <laughs> the details of that. I, I, no, it does include the resurrection. Yeah, it includes the it includes the resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Uh. 
But um, yeah, it's, it's funny, interesting that this film does end of the. Um, well, it, it also doesn't end the march. So. <clears throat> I think it, I think it maybe adds to the ambivalence of the film to a certain extent, and adds to the kind of interesting idea of like Jesus as a real person mm. aspect yeah, of the film, yeah. which is kind of weird to say because it's such a, a artifice-filled film. It still treats Jesus as a real guy yeah. rather than a a mystical, you know, mythical character. Mm. Yeah, and, and again, like as I mentioned at the very start, um, to re to really bring this around, <laughs> the yeah the way they ended with uh, everyone getting on the bus apart from Jesus, because that kind of maybe not yeah. turns on on its head, but like definitely kind of um, adds like um, changes up a lot the kind of the the art, the whole the general artifice of the film. Of it being very much, you know, the people arrive, they go off the bus, and they get into costume. So it's you, know, it's them enacting it. You know, it's theatrical. But then at the end, yeah. he he's and the last person, the last person on the bus is Carl Anderson. Yeah, it's Judas. Um, um, and he and he looking looking back so at the hill, back. looking looking back at Golgotha. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Jesus is like still on the cross or whatever. So yeah, like I don't I don't even know, kind of, what my sort of conceptualization of that is Read. my reading of that yeah because well you're reading yeah, it, it's yeah, just yeah. interesting <laughs> you know it kind of it mm. makes you scratch your chin a bit you know because it's you know mm. yeah very interesting because yeah as i say if they had all just got on the bus and headed off it'd be you know just tied up very neatly um and you know it's just been this production and now it's done but yeah very interesting. Maybe they just threw that in without any thought themselves. Just like this will make people uh, think. <laughs> this will, <laughs> you know, this will get people going. <laughs> what do we think about it? I have no idea. We just did the crack. <laughs> charge them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say the bit, the bit. Ah, yeah, it was well written. It was, it was well written. Yeah. Tim Rice, if you're listening, you know. <laughs> but yeah 10 out of 10 great show yep mm. would I'm actually recommend now yeah I'd recommend indeed Totes. I used to go I, I need to listen to that original oh, that original man. concept album I think it'd be, I think it'd be get interesting on it. to listen get on it because it's yeah prime, prime bit of Gillen oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say like just for the Ian Gillen yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because like yeah it's it's an interesting comparison kind of thing as well, because um, you know, like there's, you know, there's some songs on on that album, and then some songs on in the film where you know, I, for I kind of think some versions are better in one than the other, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think. Let's see. I think I do prefer the Herod in the film, possibly. Carl Anderson is very good. I no, 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 the Herod in the film. Oh Herod! Oh sorry, yeah, sorry. Mm. I'm and I prefer, and actually, I think I prefer Jesus and uh, Judas in the film, Vo kind of vocally speaking for both of them, because uh, Carl Anderson just kind of yeah. kills it, like. Mm. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah it's unreal. Um, I like Ted Neely and Ian in Gillen. I'd put them fairly equal, I think. Uh, I think Ian Gillen. Yeah, they, like, they, as I said, he kind of shoehorns yeah, I've in. Heard bit, I've heard bits of Ian Gillen's performance, and yeah, like uh, they're both kind of like doing kind of different yeah, things. Yeah, and they both bit. go, ah, all the time, and it's great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know they both do that all the time. It's they great. like to. 
they like to ar- they like they do like to Irish up the uh, performance a little bit, uh, add a bit of slap a bit of you know, yeah. Yeah, in there. <laughs> it's funny hearing like um, remember the fir- the first time that I heard uh, Ian Gillan do one of the dialogue bits in on the album. I have no idea who it was because he sounded just so English. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" It was like you know, hearing like like fucking David Essex in War of the Worlds or something. You know, just like <laughs> so, it's like a really English voice, and like all his singing is you. Know, it's just you know, rock rock and roll singing. And he speaks, and you're like, "Who the fuck yeah, is that yeah, yeah. English fellow?" <laughs> um, yeah. Who else? Yeah, and as I say, the crucifixion song on the album. I, th- I think there's bits where the production is a little bit better on the studio album. Sure. Um, it's a little, it's a little bit more raw in a way for the film. I think, um, you know, not not in a bad way, not in a bad way. Just yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, you know, another actually. Speaking about musicals, I just want to circle back just before we wrap up fully here. Like, I, I want to talk about uh, like uh, another musical thing that really clued me in, I think, into liking musicals is that concept album that... Uh, what's his name? Are you talking about War of the Worlds? I'm talking about War of the Worlds concept album. Um, Je- oh, man. Yeah, Jeff like, Wayne, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is it's classic and I love it. Unbelievable. Is an amazing is an amazing like musical thing in itself. Yeah. It is a kind of rock opera. Oh, absolutely. Oh uh, fuck yes. I mean I mean obviously as like the guy from Sin Lizzie <laughs> playing like the priest dude. Like, fuck yeah, it's a rock and opera. he is great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, Nathaniel, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Demons! <laughs> he does a bit of that. Demons! Yeah, he Demons! He gives it the uh, he, go, he, he goes every every line out of his mouth out of his oh, mouth man. on that. He is, fucking is gives uh, it some willy. That's what he does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ryan, I love, I love um, back in back in high college. Do you remember when we had that on record? Oh, I was like, sessions. The... Uh, after parties, like two in the morning, <laughs> we would just like whack that on. <laughs> and just like it would kind of like half of the room would just leave the, the room, <laughs> and then the other half would be like, "I haven't heard this in years." Oh my god! <laughs> and there's a few people just sat there confused, like, "What is this?" Like you, know, like the duration at the start, <laughs> like slowly but sure, they they drew their plans against us. Bah, bah, bah. Like, what the fuck are we put on? <laughs> And then it goes into like the funky shit. <laughs> oh, sham. Uh, Man, I I love that fucking oh, album. So good. I, 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 li- I listen to it every Halloween. I, I listen, listen to it often. All the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember when our dad yeah. had that. Yeah, had the, um, full, full light, it just fucking goes for it, man. I remember when our dad had that on CD. Um, yeah, was, like, I remember, the I remember I first least, I, my first memory of it is um, driving through the mountains. Yes. And it was like really misty. Yeah. Yep. and I was in the back seats, and we were just listening to it, and I was like horrified, terrified, by it because it's really because it's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah uh, I was terrified the first time I heard it. Yeah, yeah, like the 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 sound the 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 sounds of the the tripods. Ooh, uh, Some tea. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, well, yeah, that was one of the things. Everything. Like, I think that was one of one of my early. Brushes with musical type things. Same, where I was yeah. like, Oh, you know, that's is actually quite cool. Mm. There's actually some good shit going on there. And it's a cool like uh, commentary and addition to the novel. You know, like it's not like uh, mm. it's not just like 
you know some weird adaptation like it's it's doing some interesting things yeah sort of like it's own conversation with the original work in an interesting way and very much like um, jesus christ superstar it's like very faithful to the story and brings it into well, a kind of, very contemporary yeah. yeah exactly yeah and oh, actually yeah. that was um a similar it was 70s anyway 70, yeah. Um, Wait, later Water 70s? Worlds, Jeff Wayne World of Worlds was... Uh, 78 or something? 70, 78. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fucking and the, the film version of Jesus Christ Superstar, at least, was 73. I think Fucking the... Nerd. Is the Is the concept album from, like, 70 or 71? Something like that? 71. I know, I know, I know, I know yeah. Because it, yeah, because it... I think. It, yeah, because it went also Broadway the same year, more or less. Yeah. As the yeah. concept album, like later on in the year, yeah, or and that really helped the success uh, of um, the Broadway music as well, because like the studio, the album was like really fucking popular. Um, oh, I'm actually looking at the con- so, concept album was was 1970, yeah, and the Broadway production was 1971, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that like that, that really helped it along because when it went to the stage, basically you know everyone knew the songs already, so the whole crowd mm. was just like so into it, <laughs> just like singing along and what crack. I'd say it was some crack to see. Yeah. Mm. Ted, Ted Neely in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> Just going at it. Yeah, yo, oh, now we're going to more world off this. You know, a good shout with the World of Worlds reference film. It's uh, sensational. Yeah. Well, it's a rock opera, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it, it plays... It, uh, it's, it's a bit more, like, prog rock, and it's a bit more music heavy i think rather than 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 this obviously yeah because it was but, never meant uh, to be it's more of a concept album oh no sorry it's never meant to be staged it's never staged well, or no, never meant to be well, staged. i was about to say that Callum, but that's a complete lie <laughs> it has been staged <laughs> well, it, it, well really, but it wasn't like intended fully right was it like it, uh, i'm it was not sure a, maybe like, not album, yeah right? um yeah there was uh, some some recent ish uh productions of it it was in dublin i, I kind of was meant to go and see it but um oh, really? you know mm. i was too poor like a, and they had like a hologram of Liam Neeson in it. Sounds sick. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because Liam Neeson did did uh, some of the narration for some of the productions of it, didn't he? Mm. The the uh, golden voice, yeah. <laughs> Liam Neeson. The dulcet tones. He like did the he, he like did the Richard Burton part, I think. Didn't mm. he? Um. Interesting uh, bit of trivia on that. Um, I think yeah, they um, Richard Burton. They I don't think they recorded him to the track. Or to like, or you know, to any kind of backing, they just—I think he was busy, so he was like, "Here, lads, I can do it on this day, basically." Uh, so yeah. that's you know, your chance. I'm Richard Burton. This is your chance to get me. Mm. <laughs> and like, oh fuck, okay, fair enough. Because the whole thing was like very much kind of done by the seat of the pants. Like, you know, it wasn't—it um, it relied on luck, you know, and shit like that. Mm. Um, because obviously they didn't have like major backing and like faith and that kind of thing. Because it was a crazy idea, yeah. Um, so yeah, Richard Burton came in and just sat down, and just lashed out all the recordings, and then they <laughs> kind of just had to just try and play along with it. And but then, but I think it just yeah. kind of you know serendipitously just fell into place really well. Um, yeah, there's a, I think there's a documentary possibly about the making of it. Um, mm. There's definitely some behind the scene or like. Um, Maybe like an article or something I read, and uh, yeah, it's a fascinating story because it's just one of those ones where you know every step of the way there's like just you know bits of chance and bits of luck that just come in and yeah, it's great, it's great. So yeah, musicals, musicals good. are good, man. Christ is 
Christ is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is cool. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, he's a pretty cool yeah. guy. <laughs> the J Man, JC himself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, is that does that maybe conclude our um, our very absolute shambles Christmas special? I think it does. I think it may do, unless we have any other closing thoughts, but like... No, yeah. I think... Fucking, uh, I think we've fucking spoken yeah. to death, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. This was a... Yeah, my, re- my recording right now is sitting at over two hours. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's... I, I think we're... Good, uh, nice feature-length, feature-length uh, Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, way longer than the film. For, uh, for you guys. <laughs> Oh, Long fucking, I don't know. Good shot. <laughs> I was saying, like, good luck, Merry Christmas, if you're fucking listening. I'm going off yeah, here. Yeah, still listening. Happy Have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch these great superstar. Yeah. Um, at Christmas and Easter. And whatever you like. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, we just want to appreciate Whenever you're in the Jesus. mood for it. Yeah, whenever you're, you're feeling the lack of Jesus in your life. Yeah. Lash this into yourself. <laughs> cool. Great stuff. Anyway. Hey,